What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. We speak about the current topics. We, we go through another eight teams of Rookie Watch. It is an absolutely fantastic episode. We go deep into many clubs' rosters, but also their potential futures, all that good stuff. And I am with the great man, the rugby league guru. Make sure to subscribe to his podcast on Apple, Spotify, or all good podcasting apps. Follow him on Instagram or Facebook, Rugby League Guru, for some incredibly good content. Also brought to you by Bloke in a Bar Beer. I mean, it's the beer of sport, guys. It's the beer of sport. It's beautiful. And if you haven't, uh, let's say you've gone to your local and you used to buy it from your local and it sells out and they haven't ordered more in, go back in, ask them to order some through ALM or ILG. Uh, it's not going to be like last year where we would sell out all the time and it'd be very hard to get it back in. We've got a bigger team now. We're going bigger and better, baby. Going bigger and better and we need your support. So go down to your local, grab a case of beer. It's an easy drinking lager, very smooth and be a part of growing something great, baby. Growing something great. But as usual, let's get straight into it, baby. Just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. Rookie watch again, but we'll also go over the biggest topics in rugby league. And there's actually been a bit of news this week. Bit of news, but I have the most Australian. He's so Australian, his nickname is Kangaroo. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. Let that one sink in, because I'll just hit you straight off the bat with one of the greatest jokes of all time. Garino, Gurachi, how are you, brother? I'm good, mate. How are you? That's uh, more important. What's, hey, what's hey, going on? Mate, I'm, life is good, <laughs> baby. It's the best day of my life. Someone cares. Someone out there cares. Uh, mate, I'm fantastic. I uh, had a great day yesterday with my family and my brothers and my sisters and their kids. It was just a real healing, balming moment for me. What about yourself, Guru? What did you do on the weekend? Mate, I, uh, I actually got into the uh, Shane Warne docker. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? I think the uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think the Hello Sports boys always say Shane Warne's lucky you Shane Warne. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of self aggrandizement. It's ever stood out more for me, but unreal. What a what a fucking weapon. Weapon, absolutely. That was like it's two things about it. Doesn't mind just give himself a rap, <laughs> which is fine because he's Shane Warne. You're allowed to do that, but also fucking big. When you talk about big ball energy. He had big – every big game, he would just come out and get the job done. Mate, that, that first ball, the Ashes. Oh, fuck. Unbelievable. Like, how, like physics, like how does that work? Like did it hit a crack? Like, honest, and to do it in your first ball in the Ashes, talk about eating pressure. Matter of fact, I would argue, tell me any first anything of someone's debut in professional sport that would be that hectic. Yeah, it's hard to top. Ashes cricket, first ball. First ball. That's like that's – like, uh, a soccer world cup and his first touch is at top of the like no his first touch is he beats four people and scores in the top right corner and it's the greatest goal of all time and it's the hardest skill set in the game yeah so, and it was and it was in england too and it was in england on his test debut it's mike adding mate honestly like, yeah. yeah it's a good doc you got to watch it if you like even because like obviously i mean i know you all think that i'm deep in the cricket game because of the analysts i give to the like fuck pretty high quality um even if you don't watch that much cricket it's still enjoyable um yeah. an aussie champion absolutely, on absolutely. And off the field. Um, now on to the biggest topics of the week oh brought to you by bloke in a bar look at this beautiful beer have a look at that iconic it's iconic do you want to be a part of the early days of the next big australian beer 
if you do and you want to also support the platform, that's two things. Oh, three things. Plus also you get a free sports network, network with it. Go down to your local, grab a case of bloke in a bar. The stores that are in the spotlight today and we'll have a real red hot crack this time. Um, Omnibra, is it Omnibra? Omnibra? We got it wrong last time. Had about a million people message me. And that was because it was spelt wrong, guys. It had an N instead of a B. So is it bra or ba? Ba, Omnibar. Ba, Omnibar. So apologies to the great people of Omnibar. You messaged me. I've taken on your feedback. I was wrong and I apologize. I'll be better next time. Uh, Celebrations Roselands. Bottolo Lambton. The Dam Hotel. The Dam Hotel. What a name. Norfolk Island Liquor Bomb. Nor Norfolk Island. What's doing out there? I reckon there'd be a lot going on out there. There'd be plenty going on. Plenty going on. Plenty going on. So Norfolk Island Liquorbon. Burke Street Wine Store Waterloo. Don't let the name fool you. Wine Store. It's clearly got beer there as well. Uh, we've got Helensburg Premium Liquor. The great Helensburg. I think it's the Helensburg Tigers, isn't it? It's Damien Cook territory. That's Damien Cook territory. Uh, I remember I went out there and played local league one time. and got booed and pizzled the whole time when I was playing it. It was great. Uh, Hotel Stradbroke. Uh, Okay, this is Bowl Barn Townsville. I, I got another message. I mean, I got many messages about someone's local area in, uh, pronouncing it incorrectly. Um, part of that's on me. Part of that's on you for not actually understanding that I'm not actually don't know every single uh, suburb in the country. So I don't know whose fault more it is. Is it my fault for not knowing every suburb in the country, or your fault for I maybe? I would say reading's our strong point, either. That is true. That is true. So, uh, where is it? Bowl Barn Townsville, Redcliffe League Club. It's at the Dolphins. Oh, we're already on board. We're already on board. Redcliffe League Club, N17 Burger, Co. Port Douglas. It's on tap at the N17 Burger Co. in Port Douglas. Celebrations Baringa and all black sheep bottle shops in Brisbane. So, any black sheep bottle shop in Brisbane, it has it. Also, um, if it's been in your local before, but it's sold out and hasn't been reordered, all you do is walk in politely and say, hey, may you please order some more bloke in a bar beer? And they can order some via ALM or ILG. Um, we've got a much bigger team this year. So I know over the last year, it sells out quite quickly and it's very hard to get. Gonna be different this year. It's gonna be different this year. So get it down to your local and it'll get restocked much more uh, regularly. Because uh, we're going big, baby. We're going even bigger than we did last year. 2022 is the year of the bloke. That's what I say, year of the bloke. And also Blokehead. Um, now, on to the NRL news. Forward pass technology has been rumoured to being introduced. I have many thoughts on this and many conflicting thoughts on this, but I want to get the great kangaroo onto this. Yeah, I'm very 50-50 on this. I think it sounds great in theory, mm -hmm. uh, but I just I don't want to get to a point where I'm watching rugby league on Friday night and I go to upstairs and there's lines being drawn all across my fucking screen. Yep. Working out, I, I just think it's a grey area. I don't know how you solve it, but I, yeah. I mean, we all complain how slow the game is now that we've got video mm. referee and everything. For me, I always look back and go, you know what? The game was mad for 110 years before we brought in a heap of technology. Mm. I understand it's got its positives to it, but I don't know. I think this one's uh, – it can really go either way, can't it? Yep. Um, look – when you look at it on paper, you go, that's fantastic, 100%. Let's implement it. No more forward passes. But, but, ask yourself an honest question. How many forward passes really ruined a game? Not many. Not many. Maybe one or two this year. Now, I'm sure there'll be some fans out there be like, round 14, Roosters versus Bulldogs, 56 minute. There was a forward pass on the second tackle. They ended up scoring. 
this is where I feel like, is it that big of an issue? Let the game flow. Now, I, I, I do believe that, like, when I initially thought about it, I was like, look, let's just bring in technology. Like, that's, that was my initial thought process. Like, you asked me that six months ago, and I probably would have been like, yep, bring it in straight away. And let's just only call, like, don't call it on the, on, as it's happening. Only call if a forward pass happens and they, um, yeah. you know, and they pick it up or whatever. But then I'm just kind of like, what if, the, what if we find out that there's way more forward passes than we thought? And then all of a sudden, not only have we got more penalties, or there's, there's technically more forward passes than there is. I, I kind of, I'm of the mind now, especially when I've really sat down and thought of it. When we brought in the video bunker, the bunker, we thought, oh, how good's that? Not many people were against the bunker. But then human error comes in. It's actually not as cut and dry as we thought it was. It actually creates more confusion as well. Like the slow-mo, did he get it down? Did he not get it down? In, in fast motion, 100%. When you do it frame by frame, he didn't. And so that's my concern with all that. That's my biggest concern with this. And if they bring in forward pass technology, fuck, there's going to be some nervous hookers in rugby league, isn't there? Mm. I, I reckon there's 25 to get by every weekend, but they are line balls. They are flat, and I'm sort of happy. Yep. To let it slide, I yeah, I'm I'm very nervous about yeah, this. Yeah, I'm I'm ner- I just I just think that like this is definitely an area of the game of it doesn't affect the play that much. Now look, I understand your team had a forward pass against them in 1984, and you haven't let it down, lived it down. I understand that, but this is where we need to trust the refs and the touchies. Let's just let them have a flow for the game. Oh, that was a bit line, but you know I gave a line ball. A couple sets before you know what i mean or or this game there's been a few line balls and that's just the way it is i just if you think you're losing games of football because a ref calls on a forward pass you haven't done enough to win that game of football for me totally agree and what's you know interesting we've got uh boyd corner podcast coming out tomorrow at 3 p.m i asked him about the raiders uh situation 2019 grand final was it yep and he he said the perfect thing he's like if you're relying on that one call to win the game then you've got other problems. And it's, it's a great point. Like, I understand from a Raiders perspective, you know, it may have been the wrong call or whatever. But first of all, you don't know whether you would have scored. You, ha- you could have dropped the ball the next play. Second of all, you're discounting the last 30 minutes that the Roosters just defended their line and you couldn't score in those 30 minutes. So is it that call's fault or is it the fact you couldn't score for the 30 minutes before? And on top of that, is it the fact that the first chance the Roosters got, they did score? So many things that go into that moment that people ignore completely. Mm. Um, I'm sure you would have spoken to Boyd. He got tackled around the legs. He got to his elbows and knees. I mean, if they had their time over again, and vast majority of times you say to your player, hold him down, give away a penalty because you can't let them have that advantage. Absolutely. Raiders had to defend one set after that. They let the Roosters go 100 metres. Like it's... Yeah, I'm always of the belief that we're a little bit too harsh on referees and we put too much blame on them and that... Teams need to take and coaches need to take more responsibility. I, I would I always say this: when backyard. people, when people have cracks at the ref and that, and don't get me wrong, there are some times when I get you know after a week in a footy, you get on a podcast and you're like, that was terrible by the refs, like that was a terrible performance. So there's no, it's not really sitting here going refs can't have shocking weekends, not at all. But when we look, let's like take a step back and look at the broader picture. Tell me a year where the best team didn't really win the comp. It doesn't exactly really right. happen. That's, yeah, it's, yeah. You we, know? we love to look for excuses. Yeah. That's the reality of like, it. And I'm sure someone can bring up, you know, or 2009, Stormer over the cap. Yeah, that's not the fault. But I, I, I believe, I truly believe where 
there's never really been, in my time watching and watching closely, I haven't watched a grand final and gone, that team didn't deserve to win the comp and they weren't the best team when it counted. If your team doesn't miss a tackle, doesn't drop a ball, come and tell me why it's the ref's fault. Mm. That's, so I'm very, yeah. So the forward pass technology, at the very least, let's say they go forward with this. Please, please, dear baby Jesus, dear baby Jesus, test it in reserve grade first. Please. Because what did we do last time? And everyone was like, what is happening? Like, what is actually going on? If they are going to bring it in, please put it in reserve grade and see, does it affect the game? Put it in for a whole season. You know what I mean? The scary thing I have is they get the technology and round one, we're using it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, there are certain hookers. I'm not saying names, but whew. There's a couple that would be very nervous. You walk that fine line between forward pass every set. Um, so, uh, yeah, at the very least, let's – I mean, you know, not even at the very least. The best way forward, I think, would be testing in a Q Cup and New South Wales Cup. Let's see how it goes. If it's great and it's not stopping the game a lot, but it is getting those ones that really do, mm. you know, egregious, then I think we go forward. But I was watching a game with a, with a mate a couple of years ago. He doesn't follow rugby league at all. Mm. And there was a, it was a try that was scored that was off a forward pass, but it was backward out of the hands. Yeah. And just explaining that to him. Yeah. He was like, oh, the ball went forward. I was like... Yeah, but it was backwards out of the hands. Because you just know how stupid it sounds yeah, and how, yeah. but it's it's legitimately how our game works. It yeah. can be backwards out of the hand, the ball can Did you go, words. look, I'm going to put, this is Professor Guru speaking. <laughs> put my hat on, yeah. This is how physics work, bros. If a man is travelling forward at a certain <laughs> amount, of, or a woman, at a certain pace, and he throws the ball out of his hands, the ball will also go forward. That's what I would have done. I can take you down to physics rabbit. You want to go down to physics oh, rabbit? I've got hole? no interest in that. You got no interest. Guru, I appreciate Guru's it. Guru's got no interest. I'm already getting brushed. It's been three <laughs> weeks, Gurino. Three weeks. I'm already getting brushed. The Hello Sports pizzle me all the time. Now I'm getting pizzled by Gurino. Still waiting for my first uh, costume from you. The Hello Sports <laughs> tend to get a different a different denim every week. <laughs> oh, I've actually painted like I pushed myself into a corner now because people are going to expect fucking costumes every week. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. Look, I think. Best case, if we've got the money, put it in reserve grade or even local league. See how it goes. If it's good and we're not stopping the game too much and the, the speed is still there, great. But I, I think that is it is this really that big of an issue? Not in my opinion. I don't think it is. Um, now, oh, uh, no. So this is pure rumour alert, guys. Pure rumour alert. Uh, so this has no – there could be no – this could be no basis in fact. No basis in fact. Um, but – but when these stories start coming out, a manager or a club or someone with a vested interest in a result is usually putting these stories out. They go to a journal. So, for example, we'll just say the manager is in this case. I'm not saying that we know that is true because we don't. But, like, if a, player's got, if a manager's got a player on less than he's worth and he wants to get more money, all of a sudden you might see articles about the fact that a player is un, a bit of unrest or he may not re-sign with a certain club just to get the club that he's at to either offer more money or get a new contract. Anyway, rumours are that Reese Walsh wants to end up at the Broncos or the Dolphins sooner rather than later. Speak to me. Speak to me. Yeah, look, this one makes complete sense to me. I hope the Warriors do keep Reese Walsh. Um, they've done a sensational job with him, but I mean... The reality is the Warriors have been based in South Queensland for the last two years. That's where Reese Walsh is from. It's also where the Broncos and the Dolphins are from. I just, you know, Peter O'Sullivan was the guy that got him. 
from the Broncos to the Warriors. He's now the recruitment manager. And Gus was there too. And Gus was there too. Um, yeah, so it, I, this one doesn't overly surprise me. I think for the Dolphins, he would be a great one or six. I think for Brisbane, he'd be an unreal one or six there too. Um, I know this, and this comes back to, and I know people in the comments sort of think that we overplayed a little bit, but mate, tell me living in South Queensland and then having to move back to New Zealand with the travel, with everything, it's going to play a role. And I, I have no doubt these Warriors players are well aware of it. Yep. And I have no doubt it's something that Peter O'Sullivan will be mentioning to these guys too. So, mm. yeah, I, yeah I, I'm, I'm not confident he's going to be at the Warriors long term. And the, the, the tough thing is, is like <clears throat> he can get a massive offer from the Broncos or Redcliffe. It's not like it's not like Broncos are killing it and they're in the top six. So it's kind of like, look, Reese, if you want to come back, here's your five hundred grand deal, come back. Uh, or the Dolphins, obviously, they're not in the top six. And the Warriors are also in this weird position where they're not flush for cash either. You know, like it's not like they've got a million to to get him. And if you're Reese, you go, okay, do I want to say the Warriors where, you know, maybe they make the eight in the next couple of years. SJ is probably in his last two years of footy. Uh, let's say the Warriors offered him a million a year, but Redcliffe or Broncos, Red, Broncos offer him seven, uh, Dolphins offer him eight. I think that's a, a fair amount of, of where you'd probably get him. I think so, yep. Is it worth living in New Zealand away from, you know, your? I know, I know that his heritage is, is New Zealand, but he actually had never been there before signing with the, the Warriors. Uh, RTS is also gone. Are you willing to take a two hundred grand pay cut to stay in Queensland? Either, either you know, even the Titans is a, another option. You know, I know I don't know where you'd fit him, but um, Broncos or Dolphins that absolutely could use him. Imagine a Reynolds Walsh partnership. Oh, it'd be lethal. Oof. It would be, and I mean, as much as the Dolphins haven't signed their marquee guys yet, like you just look at that pack, you look at the coach, you know mm. they're going to be okay. Yeah. I yeah, and I, I, yeah. I location matters, coaching matters. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if if you'd put Nathan Brown ahead of Kevin Walters or either way, but you fucking you bet your dick you're putting Wayne Bennett ahead of both of them. You know what's crazy is Matt. Remember on the podcast uh, last year when Nathan Brown would come out and say like he came out. I think he came out and said, and apologies if I'm wrong. He said he wasn't ready for Origin yet. Like he said all these little things where I'm like, bro, like. That's your star player. Like, you don't need to say that publicly. I know that it's probably what you feel, but these are all the little things that you've got to massage. You know, and, and there's even, like, whispers. Well, not whispers, but there was a feeling out of Newcastle that that he struggled with, like, Kalen and that. Um, did that did you get surprise you that Nathan Brown said that? That's Nathan Brown. That's always been Nathan Brown. But, like, you've got to, you've got to grow and improve as a coach. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, and that's more so the reason if I'm Reese Walsh, I am looking elsewhere. Yeah. I, did you get the feeling too that him and Kalen just didn't see? see yeah, him? for sure. Not, yeah, not that yeah. they had an issue, but it wasn't like, you know, fully clicking the way yeah. that maybe it should have. But yeah, that that is also like apart from when Nathan Brown was over in England, did well over there. That has sort of been the reality. Mm. Um, from the outside looking in, we're not inside the camp. Absolutely so, not. But um, I do I do remember specifically speaking about this podcast. He came out and it was, it was just. It wasn't like he, he, you know, bagged the kid or whatever, but it was like it's un, it's an unnecessary headline that Reese has to read because his mates are going to send him and be like, yeah. bro, like, what's what's this about? And, like, that's the handling of your young superstars. It's such a delicate balance. 
And so like to just add, neg- just add something else to it. It's like, it was unnecessary. Like what did, what did Brownie gain from saying that? Nothing, nothing at all. Like literally he could say that to him privately and do you know what I mean? And yeah. get, you know, the same effect that he wanted of keeping him grounded, but the public nature of it, it's like, and, and I just wonder whether, you know, does that go into recent, as a young kid, you're so sensitive. You're so sensitive. And if you, have you got a quote there, Maddie? So the headline that uh, was generated was Nathan Brown warns against Reece, picking Reese Walsh of State of Origin. And the actual quote is, that would be a big ass throwing a young fella, an 18 year old who played half a dozen games into a must win game at Suncorp. But you know, everyone's got to make their debut at some stage. It's just like a, it's an unnecessary, like as, an, as a sensitive young, and as you, like I was sensitive, everyone is sensitive as an 18 year old. Like you, it means so much to you. And so when you read that, you're like, brah, like back me. <laughs> well, especially, I imagine it would be even more confusing for Reese Walsh because three weeks earlier he said, I'm going to move our best player out of position for you. Yeah. I back you enough to move our best player, probably the franchise has ever had, to wing. One of New Zealand's greatest I don't greatest think you're ever. ready for that next step. Yeah. It's just a, it's a bizarre, it's, it's very Nathan Brown. Though. Actually, it actually gets worse. He goes, it's not in anyone's best interest to put an 18-year-old kid in State of Origin that's played five games of footy i would i won't make that decision it's certainly not in anyone's best interest to have reese at 18 state of origin i don't believe no one's asking you to make that decision nathan That's who does that help yeah it doesn't how does that help anyone like why do why do the public need to know that like if that's your opinion as a grown man you like no i take that back not as a grown man but i guess as a professional growing in your role i for, for, surely you get to a position where you know what the media are going to do with that and you know how that sounds. Yep. I just, that, that to me was a real moment in time for me where I, I, I don't know Reese that well. I mean, you know, we've spoken a few times or whatever and I'm a massive, massive fan of him. But I, I okay, I'll just put myself in that position. If my coach came out and said that, I'd, it wouldn't like sting me to the core where I couldn't play or whatever. But I'm like, damn bro, like back us in. Yeah. Like back us in. There is nothing but positives for Nathan Brown to get out of Reese Walsh going and spending three weeks with the best players in the world. Yeah, I just, I just didn't understand. I didn't understand it. So I, I wonder whether... Imagine putting him next to Billy Slater for three weeks, smack in the middle of last season. Oh, bro. Like how handy would that have been? Imagine him down at the Storm getting taught by Billy Slater. It's just... Cameron Smith, Thurston. All these guys... Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. All those um, guys would have been in Queensland camp for three weeks for him to learn off. Yeah. It's just... It's bizarre. How many fringe players come back from origin and play better? Look at Stefano. I didn't think Stefano was up to first grade in round 10. And he was, By round 16, I thought he was the best front rower yeah. in the competition at that point. He was incredible. Interesting. So, so this is a quote from the, the Daily Telegraph. The 19-year-old is yet to seek an official release, but multiple sources have said the prize fullback is feeling uneasy at the Warriors and it is inevitable that Walsh and his family will return. Um, and then it says... Oh, what does it say? So, um Preseason has been hard for New Zealand Warriors, especially Walsh, who has been pushed with the club knowing he is a significant factor in their success this season. Again, that would be confusing for Walsh because it was like, you know, what, eight months ago, I'm an 18-year-old that shouldn't be in, and now all of a sudden I'm a club leader. Um, so we, obviously we don't know for sure whether this is, this is just a manager agitating to get an upgrade. And if that's the case, you know, that's a shit go, but I guess that's the way... That's the way the world God, the shoe fits, though. It, but it seems like when you hear, when I, we talk about that quote, yeah. and then then asking a lot of him, because now RTS is gone, 
I can see a, a world where that is the case. You know, the other thing I would argue is that, you know, we've said for a few weeks, Sean Johnson is going to be amazing for Reese Walsh. Yeah. Is there a moment where Sean Johnson says, I was 19 once. Yeah. I was the guy the Warriors were going to build around for 10 years. I left for two years and I became a better player than I ever have. Mm. And he was pushed out as well. Yeah, I, yeah. They publicly announced they, wouldn't, they weren't re-signing him without even speaking to him. Like, and so if you have Sean looking at a young superstar, um, yeah, very interesting. Again, to be extremely clear, this is all just rumour and speculation. Yep. Um, we, we, do, we do not know the case. Reese could absolutely be loving the Warriors and he could upgrade his... Con- now, and to be also as well, he is contracted till 2023. So you will absolutely... You know, unless there is truth to this, you'll see him till at least 2023. He's got a player option in 2024. Um, I don't think the Warriors need to worry yet. I don't think that if you're a Warriors fan, you need to be concerned yet. I think give it 10 rounds or at least five rounds and just see what he's like playing. And if he's high energy, loving his footy, then I think that we could put to bed like this kind of idea that he's, he's not happy. Do you think the Warriors fans need to, to worry? Oh, I do a little bit. Okay. But because a few of these stories have come out now. A few of these stories have come out and yeah, I, I, I've said it to you before. I, I'm worried that when New Zealand, when the Warriors do go back to New Zealand, that there might be a few homesick fellas. Yep. That's my only worry. But that's just my opinion. That's just me... Speculating. Speculating. Yeah. There's no fact behind that. I just, Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, I agree. It's, um, it's, it's really interesting. Really interesting because the Warriors have done so well to get him. Like, they... On the flip side, from a club's perspective, they can sit there to Reese and be like, mate, the Broncos weren't even going to give you a crack. We moved our best player one of the greatest New Zealand's ever seen to accommodate and give you a shot, you know, maybe repay a bit of faith from us. Uh, and you know what? That would probably be a fair call if the Warriors yeah. said that. That'd yeah. be a fair call because they did give him a chance uh, and they did really risk their season dramatically. Like, I, I still don't believe they should have moved RTS. Like, I still believe they should have kept him there. Um, but they risked their chance... Like a, they just risked so much by moving RTS... To, to put Reese in the side, that's a lot of loyalty from a club. A heap. Yep. Like, so, so the argument, and I would agree, it, that it's a fair shout for the Warriors to be like, to lean on that and be like, mate, we gave you this crack. Broncos didn't want a bar of it. They kept telling you you're not ready when you clearly were ready. Uh, you know, Dolphins are a new club. Who's been loyal to you? We've been loyal to you. Uh, so I think that is in the Warriors' favour. But, yeah, the, the fact that he's going to have to move to New Zealand eventually... And it's probably going to coincide when he is basically free, like, yeah, free to talk. So, wait, he'll essentially have to move. Wow. So, okay, so November rolls, November one rolls around this year. Yeah. He becomes free to sign with someone else, correct? Because it's yeah, 2023 it with a player option. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, yes. Is that right? So, he's signed till 2023 with the Warriors. Yeah. November 1st, 2022, you can start talking to other clubs, correct? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the case. You're right. There's a player yeah. option for 24. Yeah, so the player option okay. is his option. So that so around November one, when he has to make the move to New Zealand. Well, you got. I'm assuming they're going to be back in New Zealand by round 12 or round 13. Mm. So he's gonna he's gonna have a taste of flying back and forth. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, Interesting time. I'm nervous about if it. If I'm if I'm Warriors, I'm trying to lock him up now. Yeah. Like I'm trying to make take that option, or he's an upgrade for another three or four years, or three years, um, because 
You don't want to start negotiations when he moves over there. You want to do it while he's happy, he's still in Queensland, loving the boys. Even if they have a, like a good three, four game start, oh man, I'm going straight in there with a, with a decent offer. That's the other thing. Reese Walsh, you know, and as silly as it sounds, you can probably <clears> talk more about it. He doesn't know what their gym's like. He doesn't know what their week to week is like when they're back in New Zealand. He doesn't know what the weather's like. The weather's like, what it's like to get on the plane and fly, th- you know, was it three, four hours or something? It's not too bad. Not too bad. The, the travel the travel is only tough because of you've got to be at the airport earlier. It goes from half a day of travel to a whole day of whole travel. Day. Well, that plays a role. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely it does. Uh, it's it's a good club though. Like as a club, like the the, the back office and everything, it's yeah. a really good club. Like when I went there, on field obviously wasn't working at home. At home was my biggest issue was the relationship I was in. That's what fucked me up. Um, but the head office was fantastic. Yeah. It was such a family vibe. Like even more so, like Broncos was very like elite and professional and like, not to say the Warriors weren't, but you could tell that it was two different cultures. Like Warriors culture was very family orientated. It suited the kind of Kiwi culture. Very, yeah, um, yeah it was just family orientated. That's, that's the best way I can describe it. So he may love it. Like he, he may go over there and go, this is great. Um, and it, it probably sounds like I'm being negative on New Zealand, but it's just the reality that it is a long way away. Oh, it man. Is, it's just the reality of the I situation. think Auckland is one of the most beautiful cities you yeah. can go to. It's not, it's not about that. It's about that's not home. Yeah. Just like we see some Kiwis come to Australia and they're living on the Gold Coast and they want to go home. And you're like, it's the Gold Coast. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. But that's home. Home yeah. is home. And you know what, Garino? Home is where, home is where the heart is. That is you think of that, Matt? You reckon home is, home is where the heart is? Uh, Have you told your missus that? I did tell my missus You're that. You're a bad so. boyfriend. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought you were about to uh, do your home is where the heart is. <laughs> I tell my missus that every night. Every night. Oh. After she abuses me and says that I'm not worth her time. <laughs> um, now So look I, I really do hope Reese yeah. Comes back to the Broncos <laughs> As a Broncos fan I hope he comes back to Broncos As a general NRL fan I hope he stays at the Warriors Because I think there are other players That can be stars for Redcliffe Whereas like Warriors It'd be very hard for them To find another superstar yeah, Like Reese fair. Walsh Yeah Very hard Especially so for, as SJ's coming to the end Absolutely So like And, and also like if they start going well and he's their fullback, he can become a Kiwi icon. Like, they're begging to get behind someone. Um, he's young, he's good-looking, he's, he's flashy, he does the highlight reel. Imagine how big he could get in New Zealand. Yeah, massive. Like, and, they, and they, the one thing about Kiwi fans is if when they're on, they love you. Like, they adore you. I remember I went there um, the year after, so 2008, they went really well. I mm-hmm. think they, like, got to maybe the prelim, but they went in the final. They were in the finals, I'm pretty sure. And so they were all on board. Like the whole Kiwis fans were on board. It was so on board that our trial match got a bigger crowd than the rugby union round one match. Wow. Like our trial matches were massive. Um, so that's the one thing about Kiwi fans. When, when you're going well, they'll get fully, fully behind you. When you're going bad, I'll let you know they'll get behind it. you in a different way. <laughs> they'll get behind you. Get out of our country, Kempi. You're a bum. They'll get. They'll be doing this. Please, please leave. Please leave. Um, no, but they're very like they're passionate. Mm. They're very passionate. Well, it's a big opportunity too because they haven't seen rugby league in two years. Yep, absolutely. Whereas, like you look at a Broncos fans, they're they're loyal. Like, you know, we, we're winning wooden spoons and we still have the highest average crowd. Yep. Newcastle fans, perfect example. They're loyal as shit. Damn, they've seen some dark days in the last decade. 
Um, so, yeah, I, I hope he stays for rugby league's sake, but in saying that, I can understand if he wants to get a big deal at the Dolphins or, or the Broncos. Um, now, on to – oh, this was – so we saw this on Channel 9, I think it was, and, and you were down at the game? Yeah, mascot oval. Um. Rad Fittler's son, Zach. Now, Zach's last name is Fittler also. Mm, Zachary Fittler. <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he was very impressive. I, um, I had a look at the nine clip after. I would argue he actually looks bigger in real life. Bro, he looks massive. He looks heaps bigger in real life. He's 15. Well, he's young for that age too. He yeah. looked like an NRL player size. Mate, he... Yeah, I was saying to the bloke next to me, he looked like Brad Fittler with Andrew Johns's ass. Wow. His legs were just so strong. I think he, he dropped one or two balls, but outside of that, mate, he was he, he was running like Boyd Cordner on the edge, wow. and he was talking a lot too, which I loved. So he's a back rower. Back rower, yeah. He was playing <laughs> on the right edge. So there was a couple of times where, where Parramatta had a few sets like right on their line, and he was he was only about twenty meters away from me. And you could hear every word he was saying, well, which I, I absolutely love. And like Fittler is like one of the greatest leaders our game's ever seen. Mate, the way that he walks is very Freddy, and How it's very, it's, it was surreal to to sort of watch it. Uh, but yeah, he was very impressive. He's a beast. I couldn't believe how big he was. I'm telling you, wait till you see him in real. He looks so much bigger in real life than on TV. Like when when I saw it on TV, I sort of went, "Is that the right guy?" Like he looks heaps bigger. Yeah, wow. was he just trucking nut, busting tackles and that? Yeah, he was. He, but like, it was or his just first high game, footy. so it was just like he, he was sort of finding his way into it. Um, it, was, it was a tough game of footy too. But he, he did, mate. Like when when you look at all the guys on the field, mm. he looked like the most ready guy for that competition. He was the youngest guy on the field. Wow. So what Very age group was it? It's under 16s, and he's 15, and it's his first game too. Far out. I mean, looking at his physique and just the way he was moving, I was just If, like, if you picked the best player out of the 34 physique-wise, he shits in and he was the youngest and it was his first game. And he played the full game. He didn't have a spell. He didn't have a break. Um, and that Parramatta side, as per usual with Parramatta sides, they were good. Mm. They were solid. Man, and with Freddie Fittler's like mind and genes, like, I wonder, I wonder if he's going to keep growing. Surely not. There was a moment where he was at first marker and the dummy half scooted. And when the dummy half scooted, the fullback sort of came inside him. Yeah. And he threw a dummy and he just put his arms out like that. Mm. And just for a second, you were like, he's going to tackle both of these guys if he wants. Yeah. And the dummy half held it and he absolutely crunched him. <laughs> like absolutely ate him. Yeah. Put him back behind the ruck. It was, yeah. yeah. So it, it was very impressive. He, he, he did drop a, um, a, a few balls in contact, but that's going to happen. Uh, but first he was very back. impressive. That, oh, mate, first game, honestly, very impressive. you can have your best front rowers in the comp in NRL trials dropping balls. It's more looking at how does he move, how does he read the game, what does he – can you feel his presence on the field? And that was something that everyone that plays with Freddie Fittler says is like – it was like, don't get me wrong, his skill set was incredible, but it was his presence. He had this amazing ability to just be this larger-than-life character that everyone got behind. And – it looked like the, the footage I saw, I was like, what? this has a presence, big boy, moving really well, looks professional almost. Um, yeah, really interested to see how that develops. 15 years old. Yeah, scary. I, like, I, I was looking at him going, because next year he'll be in the same competition. <laughs> you, you can just tell he's going to be the best forward in that comp next yeah. year. Well, he's I'll probably just... play him up. Yeah, but it's a big jump though to under 19s. It's he's big, big enough. Jump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got the potential too. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. Imagine that bloke year. with another 12 months of footy. 
Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. He's never played rep – like, he, he would have played rep footy, but he's never played that level Harold Matthews before. Oh, so he's one yeah. game in with kids that are a year older than him that he's never played. Like, like and, uh, you know, it, it probably doesn't sound as big as what people think, but he's 15 barking mm. orders at 16-year-olds. Oh, that's him. massive. And in that game. Roosters side, most of them played last year. So most of wow. these guys have already got 20 reps in Harold Matts. He's day one, and you could hear every word he was saying. Oh, yeah, that's impressive, man. Can't wait. I can't wait. And you know Freddie's going to have him in the right mindset. You know, yeah. he's not going to get ahead of himself. Um, wow, how it's interesting. It's Freddie's birthday too that day. Oh, was it? Yeah. Imagine seeing a young Freddie rolling out NRL in that Roosters jersey. Oh, I mean, Penrith fans will say, get him out of the Penrith, but. It was actually, there was Brad Fittler's son was the edge back rower. Brad Arthur's son was the hooker for Parramatta. Oh, no way. Will Penasini's little brother was playing on the wing. So there was a, there was a couple of names. Family affair. Yeah. Family Jack affair. Cleary made his debut in the Harold Matts too. Nathan's yeah. little brother. <clears throat> How'd he go? I, I didn't see it personally. It was out there, but um, there's, there's a couple of names getting around at the moment. Um, now, uh, I don't know how to say this name. So apologies. Shakai? Shakua? Shakai? Shakai Mitchell? I've never heard it said, to be honest yeah. with you. So I'm not apologies, sure. apologies, apologies. Beasley. Chell Mitchell's younger brother. Uh, is he his younger brother or older? I think he might be older, actually. He's a big boy. Uh, he lo- I think he lost like 20 or 30 kilos or something. Yeah, he's I think looking- it was 25 kilos. and I, I think he's down. I, I think I read he, he got up to 170, which is a good whack. 170 kegs are the best. Ooh. Not much change from $2. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so he's been called into the Indigenous All-Star. So, oh, yeah. Not all yet, but I, I was going to say this to start. Indigenous All-Stars, Moldy game. How good this Friday. Unreal. How good. Um, now, before we get started with all that, uh, if you're a, a white fellow like us, reach out to your Indigenous mate. Have a chat to them. Speak about their culture. It doesn't have to be like an interrogation. Just have a chat to them, and you'd be surprised at how much stuff you don't know. Um, you know, come yeah. up. Game's on Saturday as well. Oh, it's on Saturday. Saturday. Did Even it used to be on Friday nights? Yeah, I'm not sure. It is on Saturday, isn't it, though? Yeah? Yeah, 8 okay. 10. Game on Saturday, apologies. Okay. But yeah, reach out to your Māori mate, your Indigenous mate. Just have a chat. Ask them where their mob's from. All that kind of stuff. Uh, these are real good opportunities to educate yourself and, and just get closer to your mate so you know his history. It's a, that's what we're trying to celebrate in these games is like just have a beer. Have a beer with your mate and say, mate, tell me about your mob. Where are you from? What's it about? Um, Perfect time, perfect time to celebrate this. I absolutely love this game, and I loved that they changed it from Indigenous versus World, the World Team, to the Maldi Team. Because like, shit fight that was. I wasn't that like I was. I was hyped, as in I'd love to see our Indigenous players be able to celebrate their culture. Like that hyped me up. I had no interest in watching the World Team play. We're going to pick one player from every team, and then the first four guys we pick are going to all pull out. Yeah, and, and you'll I end up with like, guys you've never heard of representing. Like, it was just, yeah, it's so much better the way it is. Whereas Maldi versus Indigenous, I'm there for it. Yeah. Like I fucking, I'd watch, I'd watch three of them a year. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Like I actually am really keen because you both teams are ripping and a tearing for their culture. It'd be unreal if we could, and I love it where it is. But geez, it'd be good if we could get it during the season when they're all match fit. Oh, yeah, It'd yeah. just be unbelievable. It, yeah. It'd be state of origin intensity yeah. for me. Oh, it'd be crazy. Yeah. Kind of like the Samoa Tonga game sometimes where you're like, whoa, man, that shit is wild. Yeah. Um, especially that first 20 minutes. Holy moly. Samoa Tonga, first 20 minutes is absolutely wild um, in a good way. So, uh, yeah, obviously this Saturday, what time is it? 7.30? 8 o'clock. It says on uh, NRL.com that it starts at 8.10. 
8.10. So 8.10 kickoff and it will be on KO yeah, and 9. Just on the yeah normal 9. And on the, okay. okay, so on the just, normal platform. Ju- just on this, this, um, this Mitchell that's been called up. He's with South Sydney, but I, I don't think he has a contract at the moment. Mm. And I had someone message me saying, I had a few people actually message me saying, oh, how ridiculous are people without contracts are getting a go in this game. I, I, I went to the first ever All-Stars game. And you probably remember um, Travis Waddell, little hooker. Mm, yep. He wasn't contracted to a club and he got called in to play nine. Mm. He scored a try, set up another one. I think he might have got man of the match in that Far game. Out. And it was the best narrative. And I remember coming home from the Gold Coast the next day and he was on my plane. Mm. And I, he was there and I, I sort of looked at him and I went, oh, what are you doing? He's like, oh, they didn't have a spot for me on the plane because I'm not, I wasn't in the team. And wow. I'm pretty sure Wayne Bennett signed him off the back of that to wow. go to the Broncos. Well, I mean, so. look at, look at, I know he was contracted, but look at Josh Curran. No, mate. He was. Ruben like Cotter last year too. They came from nowhere. I didn't even know who Josh Curran is, and yeah. that's not disrespectfully. That was he was just developing as a player. Goes out Indigenous All Stars, rips and tears for the culture, and all of a sudden I'm going, this Josh Curran guy goes all right. And then we and I watch him the rest of the year. I'm like, probably one of the most underrated players in the game. Well, for that year when it comes to form. Yeah. Um, so yeah, make sure to watch. It's a it's a celebration. It's 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 such a good it's such a good match. Um, I will say, some clubs have kept back their biggest stars. I, I, look, from a club's perspective, I get it. I get it. You don't want your guy to get injured, especially if, if you're already struggling with injury. But I don't know, man. I feel like this might be a bit bigger than that. Yeah, this is different. This if is it was tough. nines, I wouldn't push back on it yeah, at all. I no. get it. But this is... Yeah, I, I would love to see I feel like the coaches imp- just say it's your call, players. Yeah, it's you your do. call. I just yeah. feel like the impact that this has on such an important part of the game... The week's more important than the game. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. And, and I, as I said, I totally understand where the clubs are coming from. Like, you know, you could argue, you could make the argument, all right, you think the impact's big. What if that Māori or Indigenous player gets injured, misses the whole season, then he's not starring in the NRL. That, that's one less Indigenous star that gets to star the whole year in the NRL. That's fair enough. I get that. But I guess my pushback on that would be they're going to get injured in one game. Yeah. Like you can't, there's going to be a game where they get injured. Um, if, if they get injured. So, I don't know. I, I hope the NRL does try to just – just has a word to some clubs and says, look, we know where you're coming from, uh, but this is so important for us as a game going forward. Yeah, it's one of those things too. Like, if I'm a club, you know, like I, I'd be hesitant to stop my guy from Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I imagine to have that, that would combo. strain that relationship. Absolutely. A lot. Um, but, you know, yeah. I mean – it's tough though. I, I think no matter what the NRL does, there will be NRL clubs that will do everything in their power to yeah. pretend like there's an injury or there's mm. this or there's that. Um, yeah. I still think it's an absolute robbery that Latrell Mitchell isn't playing in this game. And it doesn't even count. That's that's the stupidest. It <sighs> yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like, honestly, I just do And if you care. made an exception and changed the rule, no one would care. No one. It makes so much sense. Just read the room. Like, yeah. Tell me one person, like, and then I, I know someone left a comment and said Joey Marnie, Joey, Joey Marnie would care. I can guarantee you Joey Marnie would want Latrell to play. Like, even if Joey Marnie is a bit off Latrell or whatever, I don't know whether he is or isn't, um, I'm pretty sure they have spoken since, like, Latrell tried to reach out and, and see, you know, all that kind of stuff. But Joey Marnie understands culture. Like, no, you know what I mean? Like, no. there's a man that understands culture. It's, it, he, Joey Marnie, he would want Latrell to be able to play, in my opinion. That's literally the only person <laughs> that would care. Like, as in that you could even argue would care. I don't think he would care. Outside of that, like, what club is going to be upset that Latrell Mitchell gets to play? Mate, just an example of how much Latrell Mitchell means to this game. I used to teach at a school in, in South Sydney. All Rabbitohs fans with a lot of um, Indigenous children at the school. Yep. 
And this was when he was playing for the Roosters and they were winning comps. And every time they would score a try in the back in, in the playground, you know what they would do? Yeah, the kangaroo. Do that one. Yeah. That's the Rooster superstar. They're all South Sydney diehards yep. that hate the Chooks. Yep. <clears throat> this guy's just different. Yeah. It, it is it is a catastrophe he's not playing yep. in this game. And but he can play in the charity fucking shield. I know. Glorified trial. Yeah. Absolutely. And and also he has gone out of his way to be on the forefront for the NRL. You know, when they try to say that let's do this and that for the Indigenous community, rah, rah, like he has been there and tried to be that guy. Yeah. You'd think that they could just be like, you know what? We'll let you play this, but you're not allowed to play Charity Shield. No something. one would push back on it. No, no one, one would. It would be a tiny minority of people that you know probably just don't like Latrell. Outside of that, anyone in the game wouldn't, wouldn't care. You tell me the one person with enough balls to publicly go out and say, I don't think Latrell should play, because he would just get yelled at. It'd be like, come on, bro. Um, I reckon the best outcome would have been Yep, you can play this, but you're not allowed to play Charity Shield then. Common sense. Like, boom. That, there it is. Sorted. Done. Move um, on. So, yeah, it sucks. But cannot wait. So excited for this game. I will absolutely be watching. Uh, and just a reminder, guys, you've got a Māori Indigenous friend. Have a beer with them. Have a chat. Have a chat about the history. Talk to them. Uh, that's what this week's all about. Now, Paulo and Gutherson have named, been named co-captains. This was a really – this really surprised me. Not because I don't think Paulo – you know, is a leader. Uh, but I just thought Gutho was doing so well. I wonder whether internally they've gone, you know, I think the Panthers had co-captains. Have they gone the route of like, you know, Gutho can move the backs around and Paulo can move the forwards around? What do you think about this one? We sort of go through these phases in rugby league, don't we? Yeah. You know, there's individual captains. Then I remember a few years ago, you know, when, when Souths first started to get their rise back, they had five or six captains and mm. it sort of started that trend a little bit. Then we went back to single captains. So it's, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I thought Gutho was doing a, definitely a good enough job to stay Talking there. from Wooden Spoon. Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't. It's a, yeah. Oh, I've got no problem with Junior Paulo um, being a co-captain. I think, mm. you know, whether you call Junior Paulo a co-captain or not, he's a leader in that team regardless. Oh, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I mean, personally, if, if they're going Guthers and Paulo, I, I kind of thought they would have maybe thrown Moses in there too. Mm. If you're going with the co-captains <coughs> route. Um, I yeah, I, I don't think it has that much impact on Parramatta. Yeah. It's just no, it's an interesting. Do you read into it or you don't read into it? I don't know. Like the, people made such a big deal out of Gutho swearing at his teammates last year. I love that shit. Oh, so do I. But it's just like, uh, like uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a. I think that people that made a big deal of that have never been in high never, pressure yeah. situations. That mean like, it's not like. I know it's not life or death, but when you run out of footy field, the the stakes are so high, so you expect that environment. Like yeah. if if Lockie isn't giving me a death stare because I dropped a ball, something's wrong. Like, well, I, I, I think it was him. Yeah, swearing at Mitch Moses. Like, mate, I reckon you'd have to show Gutho and Moses that for them to remember it. Yeah, absolutely. I just reckon it'd be such a non-event. But I mean, I I I, I reckon that's what some people would think this is about. But I. I don't think it is personally. No, I don't it's think just it is either. I think it's actually, it's also a way to diffuse pressure. Yeah. When you have co-captains, it can kind of, I, I genuinely believe it's more along the lines of Gutho's the captain, but we need a leader in that, our forward pack, like like a official 100%, this is our fucking guy. So when the forwards get together, they can get behind him, you know what I mean? And, yeah, it might just be – he might just be trying to get the best out of Paul. Let's be honest here. The guy for Parramatta last year was the reserve grader they brought from the Warriors. Mm. 
he's now not going to be there next year. So maybe it's just an option to get the best out of Paulo. I like. I think if Paulo plays his absolute best footy, there's an argument he's the best front row in rugby league as far as what he can bring with his ball playing and stuff. He's got the he's out of all the front rowers, he's got the best ball playing yep, by for mile for sure. Yep. Um, footwork probably the best equal to Papa Papali'i. You is, couldn't have him outside the top three for footwork. No for way, no way. It would be him um, or Papali'i, which is um, Josh Papali used to be all didn't used to be, but we were just all, we were all pronouncing, we were pronouncing it wrong. Pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Paulo, Paulo's ceiling is pretty scary. Yeah, it's huge because he it's can hit in defence. Got a motor on him for a big boy. Got crazy footwork. Like when you go back and watch some of his highlights, like he is literally stepping people like a back and then throwing cutout balls. Like tell me another body as big as him doing that, other than obviously Josh Papali. If you were to pick a kangaroo side, is Paulo in it? Be tough to leave him out. Tough yeah. to leave him off the bench, probably. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Okay, no. So what do you got? You got um, got Haas, definitely. I think Christian Walsh should be there. Walsh should be there. I mean, you could even go Haas, Paulo, Walsh off the bench. Yeah, you'd have to have him in there, sure. I, I think you would be, yeah. Him and Saifidi off the bench, maybe. Has he played for the Kangaroos or did he... I think the last game that they played was against Tonga a few years ago. So I, I think he sort of played Origin after Actually, that. Actually, yeah, it's only been the last two years he's played Origin. I'm yeah, sure. so I don't think he's been. Because I remember years ago I was saying he's a smoky for Origin um, when he was developing. What do you got there, Matt? Yeah, no, he hasn't played. Hasn't sure, played. Yeah. yeah, I think you'd get him in a squad there. I think you would. Yeah. And maybe Saifidi, you reckon? That's if he doesn't play for uh, whichever. Samoa. Pacific, is it Samoa? I think it's yeah, Samoa. It's Samoa, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, mate. I, I, also, when you look at it as from the Parramatta side, just think about them quickly. He's the only guy that's an automatic pick in state of origin every mm, single year true. so yeah look i i don't have any issue with it i think it's good for him to be there but if paulo wasn't named co-captain i wouldn't be like well hold on yeah what yeah. about junior paulo sort of thing like yeah, yeah I, I think it is what it is good yeah. call hopefully yeah. they get the best out of junior paulo totally. funny junior paulo story come to when i used to own the bar mm. and so this is on the gold coast so on like gold coast like Queensland and like Sydney or Gold Coast and Sydney, very different environments. Yeah. Anyway, he walks in, he has his long fucking tail, massive, massive boy. And when he walked in, he was like just chilling and just talking, I'm, you know, just having a good time, whatever. But then he started to get a few beers into him. And it wasn't, he wasn't doing anything wrong, but he was forgetting how big he was. And he was like a bit louder and his body was moving around more. And, and he, was, he was just having a good time. But when you got a guy that big, yeah getting loud, you could see people going, holy fuck. <laughs> Even though he's a gentle giant, like like Junior Paulo, honestly, every time I call, call Junior up for any favor, boom, he's there. Yeah. I put the phone down, he's already standing there in front of me. Like that's what a kind of bloke he is. Um, I absolutely love Junior, but yeah, it was funny. The more drinks you got into him, just like, bro, you are a large human being that could do a lot of damage right now. <laughs> I, I, I remember having a look at those photos you did with him on the, um Construction side. Oh, bro. Looks like he's in a doll set. Mate. <laughs> like everything yeah. else is it's, just so small he's a compared big to him. boy. And he's such a legend. So oh, like, I, I cannot speak highly enough about Junior Paulo. I mean, and Gutho. Like that, I, what I do like about Para, Para is I feel they've really got a good core of good blokes together. Yeah. I know people have, you know, can, you know, Mitchell Moses has a tendency to be quite passionate, but he's not a bad bloke. What has he ever done wrong off the field? Like, he's never done anything off the field. Um, you know, Gutho's been squeaky clean. Reed Marnie squeaky clean. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm. I, look, as long as they can cover Reed Marnie, 
I'm confident that they can continue to be a top six side. When's Paulo signed till? Can you have a look? He just re-signed, I think. He just re-signed, yeah, okay. 26, is it? Or 25? Might be 25. Oh, no. Regan Campbell-Gillard extended to 25. And I think Paulo is 26, I think. Could be wrong, though. Um, yep, 26. 26. He signed until 2026. Yeah. How old is Junior Paulo? 27, I think. Oh, that's a good little re-signing, isn't it's it? A great little, great little re-signing. 27 years old. It feels like he's been in the game forever. Ages. Yeah, wow. Well. Yeah, anyway. Um, now, on to the next. How old is he? Sorry, he's 28. He's 28? Yeah. It's perfect. Signing for another three or four years to be 31. Yep. Boom. That's, that, we've got to give you all wraps for that. Yeah, for sure. They've nailed, they've nailed that, in my opinion. Um, I, to be honest, now the dust has all settled, they landed pretty good for what they could have landed. Mm. To, to get Hodgson instead of like when Reed Gump moving yep. on. I still believe the loss of Reed was gigantic. Like it's going to hurt them. But for how bad it could have got, Gutho off contract, Paul off contract, Regan off contract, Papali'i off contract, Nakora, Maranta. Like it could have been tough there for a bit. If you can keep the rest of that spine outside of Reed and replacing with Josh Hodgson, throwing a junior Paulo or Ryan Madison, you're playing finals footy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think they've managed like I don't think they've I wouldn't give them an A plus, but I'd probably give them an I don't a. think they've improved, but they've they haven't fallen apart yeah. for sure. And this I think like para a few years ago, it's like just snowballs yeah. out of control. Um, so I'd, I'd probably give him a, a B, a B for how they handled all this, like losing Reed big, but and they lost Nakora, who's a, I think is almost underrated. Uh, Maranta is uh, Maranta, is it or Maranta? Anyway, um, I'd give him probably a B, B plus. Yeah, and when Josh Hodgson gets there, you'll you also have Mitch Rain there competing with him, so yeah, good for, for them. sure, for sure. Um, yeah. Now onto huge news, huge news. Twenty-one years old. Tino Fa'asua-Ma'alawi, I have to say it like that because otherwise I can't say it. Sorry, bro. Um, has named Titans captain. What an incredible achievement by this bloke. Yeah, unbelievable. I think he's 21 years old. 21. That's crazy. And, you know, when I first read this, I went, oh, my God, what are they doing? But then I looked at the squad and kind of makes sense to me now, you know? Yep. I mean, if you said a 21-year-old captain at most clubs, it would raise eyebrows, but I like this. I, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, he's he's a guy that I think people because you know you've got to remember his last year at Melbourne they won a comp he had Cameron Smith playing I would argue his best football we've ever seen feeding him a try every two weeks mm. like I mean fuck did it surprise anyone he didn't score as many tries at the yeah. Titans if you thought he was going to that's on you not mm. on Tino yeah I, I thought he improved a lot last year I, I thought he was great he didn't have the same attacking stats to back it up but I just thought as a footballer he improved a lot and. I mean, once again, as we said last week with the Titans, if this pays dividends, they are cruising for the next decade. Absolutely, absolutely. I think Tino's first 10 games, I was really, really impressed. Really impressed. Um, his last 10 games, I felt he was there were just a few errors creeping in his game and he was kind of like working a bit too hard. Now, don't get me wrong, I still think he had an overall good year. Um, but I think if you take out... The, the thing with Tino is you've got to watch the whole Titans game to see what he offers as a player. If you just look at stats, you'd be like, eh, solid, solid. But the amount of high-quality work he gets through when it comes to defence and cover tackles and taking the shit hit-ups that no one else wants to take, it's, it's, 
That's why he's captain. That's why he's captain. Um, the other thing I would say, as you said, his last 10 games weren't as good. You've got to remember that this is the first season he's had to play an Origin series in the middle of the season. Yeah, true. The year before that, he played it at the back end, which... And he was off the bench too with Storm. He was off the bench, yeah. 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 So it, it was a big transition year. He went from being a Any role player position. at Melbourne yep, to being the guy at the Titans, mm. the guy for Queensland's forward pack, yeah, smack yeah. in the middle of the season, then coming back to the Titans... Um, who had halves changing all year, different fullbacks coming in and out. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I like this one. I Once again, as I said last week, if the Titans are going to back in these young kids, they've got to hand them the keys and back them in, and this is a sign to me that they are doing that. So. Yep. I think that the Titans, this is clearly the direction of going, of like yep. we are building for the next five to ten years. I think the only thing I would say with that is then you must be patient. If you just come 14th next year, don't fucking blow the place up and start sacking people or whatever. The, the Titans, even as an organisation, even when you just look at their social media and as a whole, look so much better than they looked four or five years ago. Like yeah. they were, four or five years ago, they almost weren't even up to NRL standard. It seemed as an organisation and that's no knock on anyone at the, at the place. It's a very hard, like they're, a new, they're still 2008, when they, or seven? Seven, yeah, yeah. When they started, 2007 or eight, when they started, so it's still a young organisation. They have yeah. got no ground roots, you know, in the community in that. In a spot where it has been incredibly hard yeah. to be a successful franchise yeah. in any fucking sport it, at all. Literally, it's like the. It's like a black hole. Yeah, sports franchise graveyard. Yeah, Gold Coast. Um, whereas I just think they're in such a good place right now as an organisation. I think they've 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 found their identity. And, you know, and Tino being 21 and captain, you absolutely know he is going to have a red-hot crack for the next decade. Yeah. I had a Titans fan say to me the other day, and it's a, it's a fair point. He said, would you rather the Titans back their juniors in that have got a heap of ability or pay huge overs to get guys that are probably over the hill, which is what they've done for the last 10 years or yeah, so, which is a fair, point. a fair shout. So yeah. hopefully, you know, all these kids pay off. But as you said, if they come, thir- if they come 14th for three years in a row... Mm. You're, you're playing for when these guys are 25 and they're established first graders. Oh, you've got to be patient. And yeah. Holbrook, I think Holbrook has proven he's a good coach. Yeah. Like, obviously, he had all that success over in the Super League. But even when you look at the, the Titans, like, they just look like a better footy side. I, I know that their results didn't really reflect it. But when they were playing the best of the best teams, it wasn't like it was a rabble. Like, and also, you could see identity in their side. For example, like I know Super League is a very attacking orientated game. It's probably one thing that Holbrook may need to work with is mm. just that offensive side of things. But attacking wise, when they were on a roll, they were up there with the better attacking sides in the comp. Remember the game against Manly where they put fucking yep. 30 on them? And I know that they ended up losing that because Tom Trojevich is a freak. But, you know, it just shows you how good their attack can be. Yeah. So the Rabbitohs, same situation happened. Um, so so th- this is a Gold Coast Titan side mixing, mixing it with top four sides. Which is, I feel like a few years ago, it was just like, nah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And look, like they're going to have to be patient for a few years. And it's 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 going to be tough timing to be patient with the Dolphins up the road, yeah. establishing a new club with Wayne Bennett, mm. with stars going in there. They'll have money to throw around. You know, if the Titans aren't going too well for three years in a row and Wayne Bennett rings some of these young guys, yeah. it, it is going to be a challenge. It, it's awkward timing to do what they're doing, but they just have to go all chips in here i think yeah i think so i think they've committed themselves i think there's a plan in place um it's it's a youthful plan and you know just just watching brimo train the other day i was like you know what he's getting old enough now to kind of step into a leader-ish role i know he's still 23 or whatever 
But he's played Origin. He's been in the NRL for a few years now. If he can stay injury-free, uh, we forget, you know, BMO at Origin tore a New South Wales team apart. Yeah. A good or two New South Wales teams. And that's teams where up. if you wait your three years, Brimo's going to be 27, where you traditionally see halves and ball players play their best football. Yeah. Sexton be 24. 24, or 23. Yeah. Like it's... Yeah, it could be anything. could be something But they great. could have played 150 first grades games with each other yep. in four or five years. So I mean, that was one of the most underrated thing about the Storm was the fact that they had three players that had basically played like a 1,000 NRL games together or whatever their number was. In juniors, it, like you can't, in your spine, you cannot replace that gel that takes time to kind of mould itself around yeah. each other. For, like they, they were playing at the North Devils together. They yeah. went to Melbourne together. They went to Queensland, Kangaroos together. Yeah. You can't. It's just so valuable. Like imagine being Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater. You almost wouldn't even need to call. By the end of their career, you would know. Like Smithy would absolutely know where Cronk's going to be. Like... I know Cronk's going to want to attack a short side right now. He's going to look up, oh, look, there's Cooper Cronk. That's what it would have been like towards the end of their career. And these guys, if and they play for a long life, they could... It was like that halfway through their career. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Like, I'll never forget that, 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 that try that Cooper Cronk, he threw that pass over his shoulder and Slater came around the back in the 2012 grand final. Mm. Like, they used to do that stuff all the time. Do you ever remember a pass hitting the ground? Yeah, so true. How many so times you, did they go from hooker to half back to full back like that and the yep. ball hit the ground? It never did. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So huge congratulations to Tino. Um, I just love everything he's about, man. Very easy for a, a guy as naturally gifted as him to just get by on his size and his mobility. And I only want the ball in good ball to make myself look good. Like, nah, he's a ripper and terror. Um, an absolute. Basically, he's got a small forwards mentality in a fucking giant's body, which is what you want. Yeah. Um, now, uh, just some quick bad news. Unfortunately, we we cursed him, the poor bloke. Harley Smith Shields does his ACL. Uh, we also cursed Sean Bloor. I think in our thing, we were saying Sean yeah. Bloor is a real one to watch at the Tigers. Like Bloor, for me, I think that like he's so good that he could eventually play off the bench in origin at, at, at some point in his career. Because I think he's still only... Can you just get his age up? He's like 22, 23. And I'm pretty sure, Matt, if you can have a look... He was New South Wales captain in under-18s or 20s or something well, for there a you couple go. of years. Penrith were filthy to lose him. But he's had some bad injuries, but also just terrible timing. Mm. Bloor's 21. And you're right. He was the New South Wales under-18s captain. Yeah. Before him was Payne Haas, and the one before that was Cam Murray. Wow. So, so Bloor, and, and remember Bloor's debut, he went toe-to-toe with Nathan Brown. Didn't take a backward step. I, I would argue he, he rattled Nathan Brown that night. He really As a went, rookie. And that's nothing against Nathan Brown. He's one of the best players in our competition for me. But, yeah, he, he is a goer. And we still haven't seen anywhere near the best of him in first grade because he's been constantly injured. Yeah, because he did his other ACL a couple of years ago, and then he did his ACL. And, like, what I love about these young fellows, like, he, he messages, he said, oh, thanks for the support, bro. Um like, you know, still so humble and respectful. And I just said to him, bro, remember Tedesco? Mm. How many injuries he had? Look where he is now. Like, fuck. Um, Isn't a Harley Smith cereal with some time on his hand going to enjoy oh, himself? Mate. <laughs> Shocking day to be Mooseheads. Jesus. Honestly, don't let your missus go to Mooseheads in Canberra for the next 12 months. <laughs> Put a ban on Mooseheads. Because if Harley Sexy Shields is there limping around in a boot. It's Red Rover. She's over. She's over. I don't care how much you miss. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah, I know you're not naturally good looking, but, you know, I'm attracted to you. I'm attracted to you. Harley Smith's sexy shield gets on the fucking, the dance floor in Mooses, on crutches. 
Even if he's on crutches, he'll still fucking bust a move, I reckon. Give him the house, guys. Mate, so there's going to be a ban for any misses uh, to Mooseheads. So apologies, Mooseheads. You're going to lose a bit of business. Because, uh, wow, he's going to have some time on his hands. You'd almost want them to go into a bubble in Queensland so he can just be around the boys, you know, like living with them. Yeah. Um, that was one thing Boyd said. Um, oh, before I forget, the Dirty Merger podcast will be Friday, 3 p.m. Friday, 3 p.m. Won't be Wednesday. It'll be Friday, 3 p.m. Um, Boyd Cordner podcast. He said, I oh, actually, I was really lucky because when I retired, they asked me to go up in the bubble with them. So I got to spend the whole year with the fucking boys. It's like retirement. Unreal. A retirement year with the boys. How good is that? Without the pressure of playing footy. Yeah. Um, but knowing Boyd Courtney, he would have been fucking frothing at the mouth to get on the field. Imagine how much he- Like, we all are competitive, but I would argue Boyd Courtney is one of the toughest rugby league players we've ever seen. Without play. a doubt. And there's no questioning it. He's like, retired himself at 27. 27. He, 29, because he went too hard. Well, 28, technically, because he's yeah. 29 now. So, 28 years old, he had to retire because he went too hard. Did he, did he tell you the yarn about the 13 grand final? I think so. We released, we're releasing the 13 yeah. clip, how we got back in six weeks rather than 12. Rather than 12. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we'll say, we'll say <laughs> oh, I'll let Boyd tell it. He probably will do it more justice. Gurino's already leeching me viewers. Fuck, this podcast is going downhill. <laughs> I'm not going to interview players anymore. No one's viewing them. Gurino's leaking it. But I, Jesus. Yeah, I, I remember watching Boyd play a trial when he was six, a first grade trial. Oh, were you there? 16. He talks about I, that too. I wasn't there, but I remember seeing it and just seeing Oh, you watched the footage yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah, and just going... Still had the same chin, looked exactly the same as he does now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they breed him different up that way, mate. He like he doesn't get the raps he deserves, Boyd yeah. Cordner, because he was so private and and just did the dirty work. Like I'll tell you what, there's Paul Gallon for me is one of the toughest athletes we've ever seen, but I'd put Boyd right right thereabouts. Um, you, you watch that grand final, it's the what the seventy fifth minute, yeah. You're a back row. You've played 80 minutes most likely. You're, you have been defending – as a back row defending your line, it's arguably the hardest spot because not only do you have to make the right reads, you've got to get off the line to release your outside men. So you're just doing shuttles like this. Matter of fact, I would argue the back row is on your own defensive line is probably the hardest place to defend because you've got big spaces around you, but you are the one that has to get off the line. Whereas front rowers, they have to get off the line, but – doesn't matter as much because like obviously the play the balls let's say the play the balls here your front rowers are just here like they only really need to get up mm. like that four, yeah. four or five meters whereas the edge has got to get so he's in a grand final what what do you reckon raiders how many sets you reckon they had a line maybe eight to ten yeah it was a lot so hey yeah so they're defending their ass off guess who was the person that got the quick play the ball on the turnaround that scored on the try yeah boyd cordner on his hands and knees as you said earlier then Latrell, uh, Kiri comes out long side, goes down short side. Latrell with the biggest balls in history in a grand final. If they drop that ball, they probably lose the game. Throws a flick pass, Tupu, yeah. Tedesco. And he was carrying it in his right and shifted to his left. Oh, to throw that ball. that Just, play's underrated. Yeah, so underrated. Like so that player's, anyone else does that? And it's a massive deal. But because it's Trell, we're just, oh, yeah, of course the Trell did that. Trell into Daniel Tupu, who's criminally underrated yep. as well. We just, it's, but here's but yeah, it comes from Boyd. It comes from Boyd winning that tackle. It's all it takes. Taking the tough hit up, giving yep. Kiri enough time to get out and get them on the back foot. Um, and but that, this yeah. is another thing that you, you will know when I say it. Guess, so obviously you remember Tedesco's incredible origin win try. Yep. Guess who the bloke played the ball was. 
Yeah, Boyd was Boyd it? Corner yeah. taking a fucking tough carry. We had all the momentum, Queensland. We were we it looked like it was going to happen again. And he, he talks about it in the podcast, and he, he says like it felt like oh shit, like this happened again. Boyd Corner gets a quick play of the ball. It goes to Cam Murray, to Mitchell Pearce, to Tom Travojevic, to Fergo. Tippy toes down the line. Born back into Teddy. I, I do a thing on my podcast uh, where I get former players to come on and pick their dream team. Mm. And I went through them a few weeks ago looking at Boyd Cordner. And every single player that played more than 10 games with Boyd had him in there. So, wow. And this is like like when you think of dream teams, you want to pick the most exciting guys. Oh, guys the most think of the back rowers guys. we've had. Oh, mate. But Boyd is just so like I, – I, I would argue coming out of your own end – your own 20 metres, he's the best forward you could just about have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like Bumper bars up and just... And really, and he will come... He won't do it one game. Actually, he won't, you know, he won't do it one set. He won't do it one half. He will do it for 80 minutes straight. Like, if you think that if we bash Boyd enough, he's going to go away. Like, because most players, if you hit them hard enough for long enough, they'll take a step back and go, look, someone else fucking help me out here. Boyd Cordner will come all day long and he won't just do it for a game. He'll do it for two games. He'll do it for half a season. He'll do it for Origin. He'll do it for Australia. He'll do it for five seasons straight. Like, yeah, I got such big raps on him. How, how many games did he play? Did, about did he get to 200? No, I don't think so. So 180, he won three premierships. Three premierships, two Origins. Technically, well, three because he was part of the 2014 squad, but two Origins back-to-back. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, would he would he be the first guy ever to captain back-to-back premiers and back-to-back state of Origins in the same two Probably, years? probably. At least in the modern era. Yeah. Because like Broncos obviously last to go back-to-back premiers, but that was... So that Alf was, might have done it then, yeah. Was he captain, though, was of Origin? I don't think he was captain of Origin. Was he not captain of Origin? No, he probably wouldn't have been early 90s. No. Fuck, that's um, impressive. That is incredible. And it does, like, you know what I mean? He doesn't get the same... Yeah. He's just incredible. He's just incredible. I, I got such... And what's great, what I love about his career too, if you go back and watch his career, he was an attacking weapon. He used to hit these mad lines on the centre or, the, or the, the half. And he would, like, I think the first two years of his career, he scored like nine or ten tries. Mm. And he was considered this mad hole runner. And then he developed into such a leader that, you know, he just didn't have the opportunity as much to do that because he was doing all the shit stuff for his teammates. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, so absolutely. Was that, he was captain of the Roosters at, like, 25, was he? Yeah, pretty – I think so. It was a – 2006, same, same year he became captain of New South Wales. He came co-captain for so Roosters. That, eight, 2017, I think. Seven, eight. Yeah, so he would have been 26 then. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, and, like, even, even little things like Freddie, like, there was a lot of talk about that first year um, – like all the media and that were like, you know, look at all these gun flashy back rollers that we've got. Yeah. And they were saying that Boyd shouldn't be picked. And, and he says that um, Freddie called him straight away said, you're my first pick. You're my first pick. If Freddie's saying you're first picked, you've got something special yeah. about you. That, that the average journo that may not know footy as deeply knows. Um, anyway, yeah, I got so I just, yeah, even Tyson Frizzell on his, um, on yeah, his little that. snippet yeah. said greatest back row of all time. And you know what? I know he doesn't like, you know, what, what would you have? You'd probably like the Raging Bull. Yeah, yeah Gordy. There'd be a couple of guys you'd have there that you would say have more upside than Boyd, but you just know what you're getting every But if you add consistency Boyd. over a long period of time and like safety, defence. Just being the toughest guy on the field. Like, for example, if it was Gordon Tallis versus Boyd Corner on an edge for a game, 
I, you know, maybe Gordy wins, but I would not be confident in saying, like, Gordy's going to get the upper hand here. Yeah, exactly. If Boyd outplays him, I'm not shocked. Yeah, which is, you, how many blokes could you say that about Gordon yeah. Tallis? Not many. He was a fucking maniac. Absolutely. Imagine Gordy in today's game. Yeah, no, thank you. Wow. I would love to see it. We're still trying to find fucking <laughs> poor old Brett Hodgson. <laughs> Mate, that was so unlucky. I, I feel so sorry for Hodgson because he actually, if you go back to his debut, had one of the greatest Ran for origin- about 4Ks, no one talks about it. He had one of the greatest origin debuts literally in history. I think it was like 300 metres or something. Most metres run by a debutante for a very long time. And on top of all that, the way the tackle happened, it wasn't his fault. Like, he can't help that his jersey... Like, what, what was he supposed to do in that situation? Yeah. Like, I, fuck, poor bloke. That is so fun. And he was such a good fucking fullback. Well, my people forget, like... 05, they won that premiership. He was an absolute superstar on that yep. side. People forget he was the 0-1 fullback for Parramatta when yeah. I would argue they're the best team to never win a comp. I so think they scored the most points ever in a season. In 2001. Wow. If it wasn't for Andrew Johns. Mm. Shows you how good Joey is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, you just forget. Like, And I think you, you brought up a really good point with like Tom Trevojevic. Like a really good point that I, I, didn't, I, I didn't take into account is that, don't get me wrong, Probably one of the best individual seasons we've ever seen by Tommy, and I, he's he could go down as a as a fullback. When you talk about what they can be, he can be the greatest fullback of all time yep. for sure. But then when you look at Joey and like the big games where he delivered, and you go, wow, he beat arguably the best attacking football side of all time. He put thirty points on him in a half, and then he goes to Origin after what sh- like breaking his leg or something, shattering his leg or something along yeah, those lines. He came back from an ACL. Broke his jaw. He had one game of football. Then he went to Suncorp. That was wild, man. I so that was two thousand and four, five. five. So I was just getting into footy then. So I'd played soccer my whole life. Yeah. And I remember watching that, going, "Who the like? Not who the fuck? I knew who he was, but I was like, how the fuck is this man doing that? Because I didn't know anything about rugby league. And I was like, why is he so dominant? Like, wh- why is he seeing holes that no one else is seeing? Thurston won the Dally M that year with 31 points from, I think it was 22 games. Mm. Joey played 16 games and Newcastle Knights finished last and he's got one less Dally M point than Thurston and he was injured for half that season. What was the average then for his... Was that it was, similar to Tommy's? astronomical, yeah, it was... Like 2.2 2 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was two points a game. I think it, was, it might have been like 1.9 or something. But Knights finished last. Of, their, of the first eight games Joey played, he didn't win any of them. He won eight from 16 games and he got 30-odd Dally M points. Oh, my God. And he, and he went to Origin off no match fitness and did what he did. That, yeah. That was still... For me, for what I've, what I've personally seen, what I've personally seen, that's the number one Origin performance of all time with Munster being a very close second in 2020. Yeah. The, the Knights that year, they, I think it was they won eight from 16 games with Joey without, and then the whole season they won eight from 24. So they didn't win a single game without him. They only won 50% of their games with him. And he he was a point short of a Dalian medal. Far out. That's absolutely wild. Um, anyway, back onto what we're talking about. Uh, wishing Bloor and uh, Harley Shields all the best in recovery. Just on that, that Harley Smith one as well. Very interesting because he, you know, it's not his fault, but he is going to give Tomoko a full season now, I think. And it's, Tomoko is, is he's a gun. Big, like little strong, yeah. like nuggety kind of player. Very hard to handle. Um, 
low center of gravity they're just tough out, out in the center that low center of gravity it's it's so tough because you're shifting laterally yeah. so when you're getting hit with low center of gravity plus strength plus footwork fuck it's tough to tackle fuck i mean it's kind of like i know matty utah was a bit bigger like thicker but that's why he was so hard to tackle out on the edge there because he brian toll perfect example yeah, Tyler, yeah. ducks his head and it's just tough to tackle um so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see uh tim Walker, um See if he takes that opportunity, or if they, you know, they go Croker, Rapana in the centres, and Savage and yeah, they've got Sebastian Chris there too, so they've got yeah, options for sure. Um, now, rookies uh, part two. Um, I feel like we could yarn forever just about, just throw back footy stuff. Um, so, some rookies that uh, the great Gurino has put together: Cowboys, uh, Helam Lukey, eleven games. Uh, he chased down Reese Walsh, which was absolutely incredible. I am such a fan of uh, Lukey. I think that if the Cowboys continue to struggle, one of the big clubs are going to get him and he's going to turn into a star. For sure. Yeah, you can tell he's going to be special. The Reese Walsh chase down just shows me that he's got that little extra to him as well. Wild. He's, um, what, six foot three or four, 105 kilos. Reese Walsh is 80 kilos, maybe five ten. Yeah. Highland was also playing left back row. And he... Reese Walsh went straight down the sideline, so he went 80 metres. You're probably better at this than me, but Highland would have gone 100 metres, I would mm. assume. Yeah. And he you know, put Reese Walsh in a wheelchair the way he tackled him, but he got there, which is yeah. was unbelievable to me. What's his uh, physique like? 103 kilos, 195 yep. centimetres. 195 centimetres. Yeah. So he's as tall as Greg Inglis. Yeah. And probably, wow. A big bit of gear. Far out, and he's got a motor. Far out, he's got a motor. I remember watching his debut... And I was just so impressed of how much work he got through and how keen he was to get his hands on the ball. Um, yeah, look, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm trying to lock him up ASAP. Yeah, well, I've always, uh, same as you, I've always been very high on him. A lot of people I talk to from in Cowboys, they're actually more excited about the next guy. Yeah, Nanai. Uh, Nanai. Which yeah. is, there's been an article saying the Dolphins are trying to sign Nanai. Yeah. Again, all rumour and speculation similar to the Reese Walsh thing. No facts, but... Um, when he made his debut, I was impressed. Yeah, I was impressed, but I reckon I've had 15 people say to me, Highland's good, but Nanai wow. is the one to watch. So, Which is interesting because, like, Lukey physically is the more, like, yeah. wow, what an athlete. Whereas Nanai seems kind of like a – even like a – and again, it, I'm not saying he's as good, but like a Steve Menzi kind of build. Mm. Like, he's not that big. I mean, I'm, he's big to the normal person, but compared to other back rowers. Um, could you please get Nanai's uh, height and size up? But just the way he moved, you know how like Steve Menzies had this like real ability to like slip a tackle here and like be really strong and hit his front. Like he didn't look that strong on yep. the field. And and like when I was watching Nano, I was like, how's he breaking these tackles? And and I, it's a very small window. I, I, to be clear, I'm not saying that he's Steve Menzies. I'm just saying that he has that weird ability that he doesn't look super strong, but he's slipping tackles. And you've always got those guys in rugby league. Yeah, absolutely. You can't really explain it. It just is. What it is, um, yeah. Cowboys people very. Did you get that same feel though yeah, too? Yeah, for watching sure. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. Now you've obviously got Leilua arriving there next year. He will be one of the starting back rowers. You have to assume. Mm. So, um, I mean, if the Dolphins. What are your are, thoughts on that signing from the, the Cowboys? Um, knowing that he, it's probably five to six hundred k, and also knowing that you've got these guys. Yeah, I, I, mate. I keep looking at Leilua and just thinking he could be anything. Mm -hmm. He could be the best back row in rugby league. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, he's, he came through the juniors having this incredible offloading ability. Mm. 
I don't know if Madge has just sort of put a cap on that or or if uh, if it's not how he wants to play anymore. I've got no idea, but if I, mean, I we had could him, assume, we could assume. You can assume it's Madge, yeah. yeah. If I had him, I'd be saying, dude, you do you. Mm. We'll defend you, it. Yeah, well, yes, we'll, we, we will defend it. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the sign by the Cowboys. I... Is it worth if it's worth because like now Nanai's linked to the Dolphins. Like if you're if you're Nanai, you're sitting there going, oh, "Hang on a sec." Like I'm a young stop. What's the size of Nanai? Then? So he weighs the same as Lukey, but he's nine centimeters shorter. Nine centimeters shorter. So he's one eighty six okay. centimeters and one hundred four. So he's about yeah. six one. Um, which for a back rower isn't really that big. Like yeah, for, for today's back it's not rower. small though. It's not small. No, yeah. no way, no way. But. It, for the way he was moving and pushing off tackles mm. as an 18 or 19 year old, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting. I wonder, I wonder whether he does stock become quite stocky because you know he's going to grow, Nanai. Yeah. Um, but so what's 186 centimeters? So yeah, you're looking about six one and 105 kilos. Maybe it's his lower body where all that weight is because he does. Do you reckon he looked that big on the field? No, nah, look, to, to be honest with you, I haven't seen as much of him um, as the other guys, to be yeah. honest with you. you, you you're probably better off talking about. I just know that people are constantly chipping me about how good this yeah. guy I is. I was just so impressed with how physically strong he was at such a, as, a, as a teenager. Yeah. Um, but also his ability just to, like, be able to – I think he did a, a chip and chase or he grubbed and they scored. Um, he made a line break and I think they scored off that again. Um, so very small sample size and maybe I've got his body shape wrong comparing it to, to Steve Menzies or whatever because Steve Menzies would have only been like what when he started 98 you reckon oh, dripping wet yeah I reckon. maybe not even that maybe 96 yeah I, so probably a bit bigger than Steve Menzies but in saying that when Steve Menzies was coming through they didn't have the gym programs different time. yeah didn't yeah. have the gym programs they have today um, um, but yeah to be I know people are going to be like who's not like Steve Menzies I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that he's like the exact same but he had this rare ability to kind of break tackles and who else was similar? Like Sean Berrigan, another example. Yeah. Well, he was not big at all, um, but he was strong as shit. Breaking tackles, sl- very slippery. Um, Matty Orford was a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. They're just, it, yeah, it's not really the body type. It's more the way they move and their ability to, like Tedesco is a perfect example. Yeah. He is not that big, but he lit, like even when you know Tedesco's got the ball, Tedesco's got the ball, he constantly breaks tackles. Yeah, Dugan was like that when he first burst. Oh, the he scene. was crazy. Guys just fell off him, and you could never work out. Dugan's how a or great why. example because yeah. he was skinny as. He was so skinny, and guys just kept falling off him yep. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, really interesting. Uh, like with the Luciano Lealua signing, I agree with you. He could genuinely, like, truly be one of the most destructive outside uh, wide running forwards in the the comp and what i also like about him is is that you could probably move him into the front row if you had to i feel like you'd lose a bit of his oomph but it it is a good thing to have if you need it um even 13 to an extent if we if the game slows down a bit you put him in that anyway he's a good back rower but it is interesting because you may have just sacrificed one of your young guns that you can keep on a smaller contract um you know what if i'm low lower fuck i'd be nervous about a north queensland pre-season Oh, up there in right. the heat. Some of the shit they do up there, they're running hey. up mountains. If I can, I, I couldn't think of anything worse. Yeah. Personally. Probably one of the toughest areas to have one. I well, would say is, without yeah. a doubt. So hot, rains and it's still hot. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. even help you. Um, yeah, interesting. The, the positive thing from the, for the Cowboys though is they do have some, you know, good young fellows coming through. For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would rate Lukey and Nanai 
as some of the best young forwards in the comp, like coming through still. Um, now, uh, Griffin Name, Name? Griffin Neem, I think the Neem. name is. Yeah, he played three games. Um, redheaded front rower, played last year. Junior Kiwis a couple of years ago. Another one to keep an eye on. Oh, um, a, a front rower, just a consistent guy. Not not in your paint half sort of mould, but one that I, I think can become a consistent first grader along with the next guy. Yep. Riley Price, he hasn't played footy yet. He can play on an edge or in the middle. He's Steve Price's son. Oh, really? So pretty good uh, pretty good pedigree there. Uh, he's another guy that um, heard a lot of good things about. Once again, not your Payne Haas sort of front rower, but just a consistent, I think it'll be a lot like his old man who started out in the back row and then moved his way um, into the middle. So, mate, they have got young talent there. Um, they might not be, you know... The, 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 when I went through this whole list, yep. so many outside backs, so many ball players. For me, I can't see those guys at the Cowboys, which is the only worry. Mm. They are all forwards. Um, but they have got good quality forwards coming through there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, on to the Eels. An obvious obvious one, Penasini. You know, I think we've already kind of really spoken about him, but yep. he is a good one to have for sure. Yeah, plenty of upside there. He could be their best outside back for the next X amount of years. So uh, if you're not aware of him, you need to be. It feels like he's played more than five games for the amount I've spoken about him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also the impact that he had in that that, uh, finals match. I mean, of those five games, I think two of them are finals games and he held his own. So, uh, yeah, definitely one to watch. I I don't think I need to remind you, though. Uh, The next guy is Sean Russell. He's played one game. He can play wing. He can play fullback. Um... Just a really handy guy. I reckon you could throw him in the halves and he'd be okay too. Pretty mm. quick. I don't know where he fits into this team. Uh, he could take that that role that sort of Will Smith played for a couple of years there. Yeah. Um, actually, looks a lot like Mitch Moses when he's um, when he's running to me. Okay. Um, I think he scored one. I think he played one game and he scored a try in it playing out in the wing. But I think he's more of a fullback um, or a fourteen. So okay. one to keep an eye on there. Sean Russell, um, Kai Rodwell. He came from South Sydney. He came through the ranks, held in really high regard. Um, front rower, come from South Sydney. He's there now. It's a pretty stuck forward pack. Yeah. I don't know where he gets into it, but one to keep an eye on. Um, the next guy here, and I, I haven't heard his name said, to be honest with you. Uh, well, how would um, Solomon uh, Naiduki. Naiduki, yeah. He hasn't played yet. Um Centre wing in New South Wales Cup last year. He played six games, three tries, 16 tackle breaks, three line breaks, ran for 160 metres per game. So Pretty good. And they, they do need some depth in those outside back area, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, you know, he, he's a guy that has got that potential to be a Sivo or yep. Radaraja, one of those sort of guys. Last guy on the list, I... Could be is, anything. Is he going to kick or not? Yeah. I don't know. He's a Greg. big boy, almost like a young Fafita. He looks like physique, physique, wise, uh, physique wise, and yeah. but you, with guys like him, you just he has all the potential. It's yeah. up to him. Well, the, mate, the Cowboys were devastated when he yeah. left, and I don't know. Just, he's, was I, he injured last year? I'm not sure if he he played. He did play a game last year. I, I remember when, when when he got given his jersey and just to that presentation. Like obviously, they're always excited for guys, but I think you could tell that the boys do get around him. Yeah, okay. They do like him. He just sort of got that vibe, uh, but. If you would have said to me two years ago, where's Greg's career going to be at? Yep. I would have thought there would have been 40 games instead of two. So, yeah. 
I, I, if you had asked me, especially even after the Indigenous, how you know he was yeah. pretty good there, I would have said we're going to see not necessarily like breakout superstar, but a kind of like a cult. Uh, you know, that first thirty games, people are like fuck, because he's just got something about him. Yeah. Um, so I, I also I agree with you. I was quite surprised. Now, don't get me wrong, the Eels forward pack is extremely stacked. Like yeah. where where do you, especially yeah, when Topoliti comes along, and just blows us all out of the water. But I, I would have thought that he would have snuck a few more games on the edge and on, uh, sorry, on the bench, coming off the bench for a few yeah, minutes. I remember right? watching a few years ago, I had him and um, Hamlin ULA from the Sharks. I yep. had them on a the very same sort of, they're probably at the same spot. It'll be interesting to see where they are. And I would assume Hamlin's played 25 to 30 games now. Yep. I would have thought this guy would have been on a similar. Yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. But yeah. In his defence, as you, we both just agreed on, that Eels pack is tough, yeah, tough to break yeah. into. Tough to break into. I think, you know, maybe if this year isn't the year, next year may be the year because obviously Papali'i moves on. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few of the other forwards like um, Maranta, Nakora, yeah, does open up quite an opportunity for him. Um, well, I, I think for him this year, he should be gunning for state of origin period yeah. when Junior Paulo goes away for six weeks. Absolutely. And that's his opportunity to Absolutely. really stand up. Um, now, on to the Panthers. I was going to say, um, that Sean Russell, I remember you posted about him. It was the one that you uh, he scored in the corner when he took over Makasiva and all his mates were there. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, now, it's on to the Panthers. And what's crazy is this Panthers list has one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight. It just shows you what kind of position this club's in. There's a bit doing here. Of those eight, two of them you probably won't see for three or four years. I don't recommend they're worth keeping on. But the fact that we even know about them, yeah. Yeah. First guy, you know, Isaac Tago, six games. I almost didn't put him in, um, but complained. He's another one of those strong players that looks like they play above the weight. Yeah. 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 He's a a very talented player. I think he'll be the left centre for Penrith this year. do you think they're going to miss Matt Burton there? Because, damn, he was good there. He was silky, man. Yeah, he was. But I also think that because Matt Burton was so silky, Jerome Luai just turned into a catch and pass six. Yeah, okay. Whereas the year before, we saw what Luai did. We saw yep. what, what he can do. So I think I don't think this kid's as good as Matt Burton, but I don't think there'll be a, I don't, I don't think there'll be a hole there. Mm. I think this kid's going to be huge this year. I, I actually think, you know, I agree with you. As a whole player, you'd probably say Burton – offers more but i would argue like this guy coming out of d is probably better than burton like if you yep. want hard yards big hit-ups isaac tago is going to give that to you whereas like burton did it to an extent but he was the he was the the point at the end of this the spear kind of stuff whereas i feel like tago if they're looking for grunt like can you imagine toto tayo may fuck me that's tough coming like tough to defend coming out yeah. of the end he, he's going to be special this year i'm very confident on it he's the sort of guy that you can you don't have to put him in great shape. You won't have to see Luai drop guys under and then create something. You can just give him the ball. Yeah, okay. Just beat his man one-on-one. He's got a little kicking game to him as well. So I'm really excited about Tago. And fuck, he's going to have Viliami Kiko inside him. He's going to have Brian Toe outside him. It's pretty good real estate for a young I wonder if he. I wonder if he's edging um, or like kind of the plan is maybe we put him at centre. Then when uh, Kikau goes, we, we drop him in that second row position because he wouldn't shock me in the slightest because he's yeah. just strong man fuck he's strong uh kurt falls yeah he's a uh, he's a halfback he's a little bit older he's 25 which i like personally he's been in the system for a while hasn't played first grade yet um not your high-end attacking ability sort of seven just yeah. to cons- he, he reminds me of mitchell pierce that's where yeah. i'd put him if you're 
If you're looking for a chip over the top, run the length of the field half. He's not your guy, but he's got an incredibly good kicking game. Uh, he's been playing Reggie's for a number of years, and if you yeah, if you have a look at his highlights, his kicking game is impeccable. So, yeah. Sean O'Sullivan's walked into the club too. So, I don't know if you'll see Kurt Falls this year. He's 25, so I, I don't know if you'll see Kurt Falls at all. I hope you do because I, I think he deserves a shot. Yeah. Uh, but he's a guy that could come in and do a really good job if See, they had a couple of injuries. That's the kind of player if I'm Newcastle Knights, I'm... 100%. Like, you get him for literally nothing. Yeah. And he's desperate. He's 25, he's mature. Good kicking game. Like, we saw in that grand final how far a good kicking game takes you. You know, you surely the Knights are on the lookout for guys like a Kurt Falls who, you know, he doesn't need to set the world alight, but just get a good kicking game there and let Ponga do all the... The crazy stuff. Yeah, I love that he's 25 and he's still hanging in there. Yeah, that's unreal. He's still it's, in their top 30. What's um, crazy to think is Kate, uh, Cody Walker didn't debut till 26. So like, w- like a few years ago, if we were doing this, we'd be talking about Cody Walker. Could yeah, you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine he's how handy, weird that is? But he's 25. I don't know whether he'll make yeah. it. It's a bit weird that he hasn't made it yet. And then boom, yeah, kills it. Um, here's my favorite. I am a huge fan. Talon May. I think he's going to be something special. I think that they're actually going to have To'o and Talon May coming out of their end, and it's going to be like a well, – who's a team that – like it, not as good, don't, don't get me wrong, but remember when Broncos – yeah, yeah, yeah. Broncos had Lottie Jakiri and Wendell? Wendell. Yeah, yeah, And it was almost like far out. Like how do you stop that? Yeah. Um, now they're very, very different players, but – Lottie and Wendell, they they were almost kind of at the for, the forefront of having these like massive wingers that can take hit ups out of their own end, and like you know this could be the next level of like like Toto last year was truly when he didn't play, it was very hard for them to get the momentum, and if you got Toto and Talon May, I'm, and Tago is going to be the same. Yeah, I'm it's... very very excited, and you saw how tough Talon May was in the boxing as well. I was just about to say. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. You know, so... Was there anyone worse in the world to be at that moment than Lussick? Poor bloke. I just... Wow. Um, nothing he could do either. Mate, it's just like, nothing you could do other than the ref protecting you. Jesus. End the fight, please. Um, and, and the thing with Talon as well, marketable, especially in that area. Like, he, he's got a bit of um, swagger about him. You look yeah. at his Instagram, he's all about it. I'm excited about it. Honestly, like, he could have... He could have, in my opinion, the same, not the same as in standard, but a similar explosive, explosive year that similar to what Toto had over the last kind of 24 months. I think if he starts in that spot um, and he plays good footy, I think that the NRL community will re- really get around him. He's probably the one that I'm looking at as a potential rookie of the year. He's only played yeah, one game. Do, a, does Isaac Kago, he's played six, does that rule him out? Yeah, so it's four. Four, okay. Fuck it. I'll tell you what, if he'd played four games and these two were going head-to-head, I reckon they could be battling out. for In one of the best teams as well, on the sting. Like, if you're on the sting in one of the best teams, it's such a – because you're going to score tries. You're not going to get just constantly bashed all the time. It's basically the – it's literally the best place to be in rugby league. On the sting in the best team in the comp. Look at Ferguson, 2018. He absolutely killed it. Um and if you go and watch their highlights package, if you type in Taylor May or Isaac Tago, it's the same video. Yeah, well. They're both playing down the left edge for yeah. Penrith in reserve grade, and they're just carving. So they, oh, okay, so it was Tago in, in centre and yeah, May on the yeah, edge. on wow. the left edge. And, and up until Matt Burton went up to first grade, he was their 5'8". 
Wow. So we could see a Tago May combination. Well, you have to maybe. move Toto at some point, which I don't know if they will, but could happen. I, I think Toto could have the same impact on the right as he could on the left. Yeah. And you could have these two young guys carving out there. It's wow, that's impressive to think of the future they could have together on that edge there, with Luai and the, the Cleary. Oh my god, the Panthers are in a. Um, now Preston Ricky. Yeah, Preston Ricky. A lot of people assume he's Jordan Ricky's brother. From what I've gathered, there's no relation. Yeah. Um, he is a. He can play on the edge. He can play in the middle. Uh, came from Redcliffe last year. Seven tries, 38 tackle breaks in 18 games. Whoa. Pretty handy. Um, highlights are probably better than um, just just seeing the stats yep. as well. He's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, one to keep an eye on. I mean, they have got um, Viliami Kikau leaving at the end of the year. So he could be a guy that could – I wouldn't be surprised if he does jump in on an edge. They have got a couple of guys um, that you could go for there, though. But, yeah, definitely one to – Keep an eye on there. No relation to Jordan Ricky, as I said. Um, the next name is an interesting one. Yeah, Maverick that's a, what Gaia. Maverick Gia. Guy, he's, he's MG's Gia? son. Yeah, Mark I know. Son, I know. So. I'm taking the piss. <laughs> I was going to say that. But what he's doing? <laughs> Gia? Is that? Yeah, no, no. I was taking yeah, it. Was, um, It'd be like playing cricket at the queue. Yeah. Who would say that? What an idiot. Um, yeah. Second row as well. Yeah, he jersey Ticker flag. about him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's going to be a goer. I think you he's um, he played jersey flag last year, which is under twenties. Um, four tries, four line breaks, four line break assists, twenty two offloads, hundred and twenty four meters from twelve games. Twenty two offloads. Yeah, in twelve games. Far out. Not bad. Along yeah. with four tries and four line breaks, got that a high attacking upside. Far out. Um, yeah, I imagine like his father is. Oh, we've got a few screws loose, which is fantastic for yeah. rugby league. Get those screws out. Go yeah. crazy. Get them as loose as you can. Um, so, one to keep an eye on. Su- uh, Sunia Taruva? Yeah, there's, he's another one that I haven't seen a heap of. Uh, I know that he finished 2021 yep. very well in reserve grade, can play fullback, play in the centres, could play on the wing. Another guy that I think that their back line is probably a little bit too stacked to probably see him. Uh, get an opportunity but if he does get an opportunity uh, I think he'll take it with both hands and if you are a guy that you know you can sneak into this Panthers back line good God it's a good place to be oh. yeah, gee, it couldn't get any better for me if you were to sneak into this side this pan- like just the work that has been put in by the Panthers admin and the community the league club the whole lot for them to be in the position they are in yeah. right now it is so good so, so good. good and the next one's really interesting to me. He's a guy that I'm very interested in. He's uh, they've obviously let Apicurso go, so they've got Mitch Kenny. Mm. I think that Panthers would be looking at Mitch Kenny as a two or three year guy before this guy comes in. Yep. Um, he was selected in the under 18s Australian schoolboys team last year for cricket and rugby league, which is incredible. Wow. He's the first guy to do it since I don't remember his name, but mm. someone in the 70s was the last person to do it. Wow. Um, wow. So yeah. Riley Smith. Riley Smith. Do we have any highlights of him or no? I don't think we've got any highlights of him, but he can play. He's wow. a good one. He, um, yeah, I, I, I actually ran into him a, f- a few weeks ago with a thing and a really down-to-earth nice kid. Country bloke? Up no, he's from out at Penrith. 
but he's – I spoke to him for 45 minutes. He didn't tell me about cricket. Really? So he's in the top 11 cricketers in the country right now. He didn't mention it. So Holy shit. For an 18-year-old, that said a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think most would – fuck, oh, I'd let you know. Don't worry about that. Fucking oath. If I got picked in anything twice, I made my I'd local you know league side when I was six years old. I still tell people about yeah, it. Yeah, back it. Heaps, um, but yeah, didn't didn't even mention it. I think he's got to make a decision whether he wants cricket or league. Yeah, but I think with the way that the Penrith system is shaping up at the moment, I think he's more of a footballer than a cricketer. But one also, and I could be I could be totally wrong with this, but like, you know, you can give footy a crack for three to four years and always go back to cricket. Very hard to go cricket back to. I, I I'd assume I'd obviously don't know for sure, but I feel like the physicality of rugby league and the way you, you've got the body shape you've got to create to play rugby league. Very different to cricket where it's more about just repetition of hand-eye, yeah. hand-eye. Um, I'm sure if he wants to go back to cricket, he'll reach out to you anyway. That, well, look, if he wants to hit in the nets, Riley, shoot me a message. We'll go down the nets. I'll fucking tonk a few cherries. I'll smash your confidence if you're a bowler. Um, and I'll let you know that clearly you're not up to the standard. I wonder if he's handy at uh, tennis too. You might be able to help him out there look, too. he's not ready for the queue. Let's put it that way. He wouldn't make it. I think he's kick. got a bit more Adelaide to him than you just quietly, <laughs> so watch out. <laughs> um, nah, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, it's, you know, those freaks that come through, if you can jag them and yep. they've got a good attitude, yeah, anything. They can be anything. Now, Isaiah Katoa. Isaiah Katoa is the younger brother of Sandy Katoa at Canterbury. Mm. Uh, he's a halfback who's playing SG ball for Penrith at the moment. Uh, played his first game on Saturday. Uh, they, they played the Melbourne team, who traditionally aren't. Two crash hots. I think they beat them by 40 or 50 or something. But uh, a lot of people got their eyes on Isaiah Katara at the moment. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard there was a lot of recruitment managers made their way to Penrith on Saturday. Was this the guy it. you sent a message yeah, to me about? Yeah, I, I, I messaged you about him on the weekend, one to watch. There's yeah, a lot okay. of guys in this Penrith side that I think a lot of people are keen on. Okay. He's the halfback. Um, definitely one to keep an eye on. Far out. I mean, look at that depth. That's crazy. All right. Uh, Rabbitohs, we have... Ilias, uh, obviously we saw him play a game. Thoughts? Yeah, I really like Ilias. Um, I've, I've sort of thought for a year or so that he'd be the guy. They just need to stick with him and just back him in. Same situation. It, are you concerned about, has he had enough years with Reynolds? Like, as in, let's say, is it too soon for this much pressure? I mean, if I know it we'll is, see. tough shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's the situation they're in. Um, it's interesting they won a comp in Reggie's about two years ago, mm. South Sydney. Ellis was the six. Blake, Tack, Blake Taff was the seven. Mm. Um, but Taff seems to be locked in for a one or 14 role. Well, I think Taff even came out and said, I, I'm not ready to play seven at NRL, something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. It's, so it seems that he has is, he is kind of developed more into that fullback role, yeah. I'd say. But yeah, Ellis, he's got a really good kicking game. It's, yeah, I, I don't think he has to be fantastic for South Sydney to do well. Yeah. I just think he has to hold his own and just and just organise, and I yeah. think they'll be okay. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I think he's a really good shout for Rookie of the Year as well because of the position he's in. And realistically, I think Elias can play, you know, six out of ten all year, mm. if, you know, which is fine. Yeah. But in that South Sydney team, I think that'll, that, that'll lift him a lot. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm actually reasonably confident he's going to be okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Tass. Now, I think, didn't Isaiah Tass go from the Dogs to the Broncos to the Rabbitohs? Yes, yeah. So now, I, I think I saw, like I've seen some footage of him, maybe in Rezies, 
And I'm very surprised he hasn't played in a row. He's yet. handy. He's very handy. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. There's a few guys. Here. Obviously, they've got Dan Gagai leaving. So there's an opportunity there. They've also – have they got a wing spot opening up too? I think there's two well, spots. They've got, got Mansell still there. Oh, uh, Mansell's still there, got, isn't he? And um, they've yeah. got the young fella uh, – Paulo. Jackson Paulo. Jackson Paulo. But yeah. that – I mean, you could even say Mansell or Paulo haven't cemented those spots. Yeah. I, the, 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 there's talk about this kid being a, a bit of a smoky for round one. When I say kid, can you, can you look it up? 21. Maybe? 21. Okay, I he's thought he was older. Yeah, no, he's still a kid, yeah. Jeez, he's, he's done some he's done some yards around shooting clubs. Yeah, that's why I'm like he's actually yeah. from he's from Mackay. Okay, so mm. he went Mackay, Bulldogs, Brisbane, South Sydney, frequent flyer. Yeah, but yeah, he, he can move. He, he's got upside to him, so one to keep an eye on. Um, Re, uh, not Regan Campbell, um, Campbell Graham. I reckon he's in for a massive year. He's so yeah. underappreciated. My only worry, yeah, I fuck, I, I've said it for a long time. If they played him at left centre. I think he'd be regarded as one of the best backs in the game. Well, do you think this is the opportunity for them to do that? Because yeah, he is the best center at the club right now. 100%. He definitely is. My only worry is that if they move him to the left side, your entire right edge is new. Mm. Sue is left. Reynolds is left. If you take Campbell... I, I reckon they'll keep Campbell Graham there just to keep some continuity on that edge. Yeah. See, I'd be of the mind of like, let's let this guy blossom. We need a strike center. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I, but every every... South person I talk to says the same thing. He'll stay on the right because it's all the, the edge is so new and different. But yeah, I, I, if I'm a coach, I need we need a superstar strike center. Yeah. He's our man. He's been doing the hard yards for the last few years, just flying under the radar, constantly at your 130 to 150 meters averaged. Uh, great defense, good strong ball carries, doing the tough yards. Let him flourish. Let him. Let, let's see that attacking prowess. Especially that he has. in this team, I assume they're still going to be heavy towards that left edge. Yeah. I mean, I think they'd be crazy to change it too much. Mm. They did the same thing every single play and it worked every yeah. single play. So, um, yeah, I would love to see him over on the left side. And if he did end up there, that's the thing. Like, he, he could move to, to left centre, be the top try scorer of the competition, the best centre. He's still not going to play Origin because there's so many crazy. fucking centres in the scene. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely wild. And he's been 18th, 19th he's 18th man as well. He was 18th man last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so, like, if you're the Rabbitohs, surely you go, look, we've got this kid that is 18th man in Origin with all these throbbing centres. Let's let him flourish. Get him out there where he needs to be to become a weapon for us because, yeah. you know, when you start looking at the back line outside of uh, Luttrell, who's your weapon this year? Who's, who's your – you know, Gagai was the guy – Who's their attacking weapon this year outside the trail? That's Graham. It, it yeah. has to be Graham. Has to be he, Graham. He's the guy. Yeah. So. Surely you can get at least a defensive centre on the other side that's just really good at it. Wayne used to do that so well. He'd have one gun centre and the other centre would just be a battler, like mad defender. Like Mick DeVere obviously was a great yeah. defender. Um, Stevie Michaels. Stevie and, Michaels when yeah. he was coming through. Uh, who else was? It was Hodjo and someone. Yeah, it was always Hodjo and someone, and I think that's that's a good balance for a side because you need that gun yeah. centre. And I think for the last two years, Campbell Graham has been the someone, mm. but he's not anymore. No, he's no ready. way. He's yeah. earned his stripes. Yeah, he's played out of position, like out of sight, like the wrong side, but he's still put up high quality footy. Um, so I would love to see him move. Uh, now, Terrell Kalo Kalo. Yeah, hasn't played first grade yet. Very young. I saw him play fullback at Leichhardt over last year and he, he looked very good to me, but, you know, it's obviously under 18s or whatever, so he, he was the biggest and fastest guy on the field. I, I watched him last year and thought he looks really good, but he's not ready for first grade yet. Mm. 
Apparently, he's really impressed over there. Okay. Apparently, he's... I know I've said smoky, smoky, but there's always talks out of South Sydney. Yeah. But they, they reckon that this kid uh, has been real. I was talking to the Rabbitohs Radio Boys um, the other day. I, 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 I ran into them and they, they said that he has blown them away at training. So Where can you fit him, though? That's the thing. I, can I mean, he play wing? Is he big enough? Yeah, I think he could handle himself. He's another one of those guys that's just... He's, he's stronger than... Than yeah. what he looks, sort of thing. Um, I don't think he will be there. As I said, I watched him last year and thought he's probably he's, he's just too raw for it at the moment. Um, but he has been impressive, so one to keep an eye on over the next few years. Anyway, would you consider going Cody Walker seven, Latrell Mitchell six, someone else at fullback? No, nah, I, th- I think you're trying to outthink the room. Yeah, you just keep Latrell where I he think is. I think you just keep Latrell where he is and. Um, Mate, I, 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 I'd be tempted to play Latrell at, at left centre and Blake Taff at fullback before I make that other Really? Game, to be honest with you, yeah. Mate, Latrell, when he gets the ball in those areas, fuck, it's yeah. he is just it's absolutely wild. It's not fair wild. wherever he is. Yeah. Absolutely wild. When he's centre, like, you know, sometimes when he's fullback and he just pops into that centre position, yeah. it's wild the way what he does in that centre position. Uh, now, Peter uh, Mamazelos. Yeah, Mamazelos. I thought that Josh Cook, he's gone to Canterbury now. I thought he would be the guy after Damien Cook. No relation, but I, I thought he would be the guy. They've let him go. Mamazelis is a local guy um, that's come through a real running sort of nine. Probably more of a running nine than Josh Cook, but I would also consider Josh Cook to be a running nine. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting what happens with Mamazelis this year as far as if Damien Cook... I keep hearing that Damien Cook's not going to play 80 minutes. Oh, really? Which I think... Have you heard anything along those lines, Matty? No, not particularly. No? no. Yeah. Which doesn't make... It doesn't make sense to me. Um, But... I guess maybe they're trying to prolong him. Yeah. Because he has played a lot of footy. Yeah. Especially over the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Mamas Ellis, I think he'll he'll be the next nine there. Uh, Very talented guy. I wonder whether they go... They go... They put Mamas Ellis on the bench. But where's Taff? Well, I, 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 we've already got. Remember, we spoke I about this. I can't believe you don't have him in your side. I don't have him in my fourteen. I, I want him playing. I want him playing for eighty minutes of football every week. Okay. In my opinion, I want him in reserve grade, and that's not because I don't think he's good enough yeah, for first yeah, grade. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I just cannot express to you how important it is that young footy players play eighty minutes, especially like ones that are in fullback or half or whatever. You know, uh, Mamazellas, like you could put him back in in reserve grade and play eighty, but I believe maybe you could go. Cook starts, Mamazelis on the bench. Mamazelis comes on and then you move Cook to maybe a 13 role. Just as the pace of the game picks up. Mm. Gives Mamazelis an opportunity to develop as a player. You know, takes Cookie out of that uh, nine role. Again, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, I think we both agree we'd play Cook for 80 though. Oh, 100%, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But if there is but internal if cons- to, yeah. concerns about his body and he's starting to, you know, yeah. get a bit too much for him or if they're very future-focused, like let's say they're going, you know, Cookie is 29, 30, maybe they, they get Mamazellas on the bench to slowly bring him into NRL and give him, you know, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there. Um, and, you know, in two, three years' time or two years' time, he becomes the next yeah. hooker. Yeah. Uh, Interesting though, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Taff at 14 is interesting. So, you believe what Taff at 14, then what Liam Knight, uh, Mark Nichols, Mark Nichols, and uh, are we assuming Jay Arrow starts on an edge? Yeah, surely. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Um, Murray at 13, Murray at 13. 
It's still not a bad side. Is is have we got Totola starting with Burgess? Is that yeah, I would say so. Yeah, okay. You more Nichols. Who, who else could who, who, who'd be your last person on the bench, Matty? I'm, I'm shooting a blank here. Because Sue has gone. Bloody hell! I thought he was a Rabbitohs diehard. Yeah, if I, I don't even know his I squad. Think you need the computer for it. Jesus. I uh, like you've got people like um, Haim Sele. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, Havili, Havili's there. Um, Cheekham's around. There, yeah. See, I would probably Post. have I would have Havili or Cheekham as fourteen. Okay. We spoke about that last time. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. Um, I like Cheekham as fourteen though because he can. Literally play anywhere. He's so underrated. I feel like he hasn't been used. He's the most underutilized guy in this oh, position. Oh, I just or what? Yeah, I feel Every like time he plays for him, he wins a game for him. It's uh, yeah. I think I feel like he got caught in that Tigers vortex of just like he just what. Sometimes coaches just like players, and some they just don't really think that. Up I, to I, it. I remember watching him play Toyota Cup years ago. Well, it was years ago now. It's like eight years ago, and he was just unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's silky. I don't know. I don't know why he hasn't played more first grade, um, or at least started more. Anyway, and there's never been any signs to me that he's a shit bloke. No, he's a legend. Yeah, he seems like a lovely guy. They all seem to love him. It's well, I mean, strange. like like even Moses Zembai, like Moses Zembai is one of the nicest blokes mm. you'll ever meet, and yet like at the Tigers in that vortex, he just wasn't wanted. Like he just wasn't liked. He was a captain, but he wasn't wanted. Yeah, it was that weird vortex that's been happening this last few years. Um, and, and how public they were about not wanting their senior players. It's kind of like, how do you expect to go well when all the players, yes, they may be getting paid overs, but under Ivan Cleary, they were one game away from making the finals. So you can make it work. Yeah. You can make it work. So instead of being so public about wanting them to go, speak to them privately. It's the public stuff. Like if you, if you want to move a player on, you can be, speak to them like a man and be like, look, we feel like you're on too much. Um, if you can find a better deal, let's work something out. But until then, let's get the job done. And, and maybe you, you start playing up to that amount. Yeah. It's much better than leaking to the media that we're trying to move this guy on constantly. It's like, bro, how does that help your team? Like, I know it puts pressure on them to leave, but at the end of the day, they're underperforming players that aren't going to get those big contracts. So get the best out of what you can. Um, I'm always worried I'm going to get home. There's going to be a brick through my window saying, leave the Tigers alone. Oh, yeah, true. It's my number one fear. I, I, but I say it out of, I think Tigers could be a fucking powerhouse. 100%, yeah. Could you imagine Tigers killing it? Like, I, I, there's so much potential in that club. It's absolutely wild. Like, look what Penrith have done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I believe, I believe West Tigers, and, and, and to be clear, they're on that path now. Tim Sheen has been fantastic. I think... Relatively speaking to how clubs were going to how they are now, Tigers have had the best off season of any club. For sure. And if you like what 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 you're saying there that Tim Sheens had him imagine if Tim Sheens was there ten years ago doing what he's doing. Yeah. Tedesco, Moses, I mean, the list goes I mean, every year I see it trundled out. This is yeah. the best Tigers team that left. Yeah. And it's like, oh fuck, they would have won a comp. Yeah. And they uh, they're building a centre of excellence, like yeah. they're doing all the right things. So Ten Sheens was, was clincher. You know, their signings have been absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, interesting. Anyway, uh, Dave Moali. Yeah, Davey Moali, I'm very high on him. He's played one game last year. He's a front rower. Uh, I first saw him play at Waverley College playing Union, so playing front row there, so very different. Mm. But I think he's so much more suited to league. Um, don't like saying it, but he's in that Payne Haas, that modern day front row. You know what's funny? Mold. The internet has absolutely scarred us so bad. Yes. So we, we always have to say, just my opinion, 
I'm not saying, so, you know, <laughs> we're so traumatized from the internet. <laughs> I had someone message me last week and they go, they sent me the quote going, um, I don't want to say Selwyn Cobo reminds me of these guys. And then and we would said, watched four minutes of highlights and comparing stats and weights for 15 minutes. I was like, yeah, no, that happened. That's fair cop. No, no, the internet has scarred us, guys. <laughs> I think like as a viewer, and this is not us complaining, we're so fucking lucky to be in the position we are. Um, I think a lot of people don't realise that like, you're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of comments from people a, a day. And so it's... Um, you've got two options, you know, especially like with Bloke and Bar. I've got two options. I can completely just not read comments and, and it would be within my right to do that, like, you know, for my own mental health. Yep. But then I'm not engaging with the community. Then I'm not really like feeling like, what are we about? Like, what are we... What are we thinking here, guys? Like, what do we think about that? Like, if you're not engaging with it. But when you do do that, it's, you, you're just going through so many different opinions. And um, yeah, again, it's not whinging. We're so fuck, I'm so lucky to be where I am. Like, obviously not going to speak for you, but I feel like I'm so extremely lucky to be where I am. Um, but it is something that you watch over the years. People that have been on the internet for a while and like doing content you'll watch at the start they'll just like say like what they want to say and then like five and six and seven years in they've just so scared just like bro i gotta i gotta couch this in all it's this battleground stuff. um yeah. just because you don't want to get absolutely pizzled in the comment section yeah but M- mawali and someone will clip it up in four years when he's a consistent first grader and not paying harsh and go you're an idiot but he's yeah. he's got that that's his high end ability yeah absolutely he's, a, he's one of those front rowers like well, junior baller like, like Payne a, Haas. it's like a body type as well like Mate, yeah i you know and i say paying harsh mold because he's the best at it but it's becoming so much more like oh, every man. club has one of these guys yeah. now like Stefano. Yeah, Stefano, Adam Van Blake. Yeah. Every club. It's like has big one of those mobile guys. boys yeah. with a tank, with a yeah. gas tank. I think tank it's it's worth pointing out that he's 18, he's 112 kilos, and he's 186 centimetres. 186? Yeah. So quite stocky then. 112 yeah. kilos. Oof. And in this game, he, he played 46 minutes, he made 28 tackles and didn't miss any. A tw- 28 tackles of one? And didn't miss a tackle in his Far one NRL game last year as an 18 year old. You love to see that. You love he's to a good player, that. mate. I've, yeah, I, yeah. If he's eighteen now, I, I remember w- w- watching him play for Waverley two years ago, and he was fucking impressive then. You so. know what's crazy is when I was coming through. Well, I wasn't coming through. So, um, you know, I've said it a billion times on this, this podcast, and people are sick of it. But obviously, growing up playing soccer, I didn't play rugby league, and we went away in Year Twelve um, to a thing called Confraternity Shield. Mm. It's like a Catholic uh, rugby league competition in Queensland. Anyway, that we were doing like. We, we weren't even a rugby league t- school. Like, we didn't play it basically ever. Our front row was like 85 kilos. That's not even a G up. Like, we were not a rugby league school. It wasn't a subject. We were just a bunch of kids that were playing for fun. And so in confraternity, we were in the B, the B team, like the B grade. And that's just all for fun. Whereas, like, the A grade is all, like, your St. Brennan's and, like, yeah. your big dogs teams going at each other. Anyway, we were doing like some, just some trial matches leading up to confraternity, uh, playing other, other schools that were just there for fun. And I remember Waverley College, uh, we went there to play some other team before they played, like with the same age, but they were playing the other big dogs. And I remember they got off the, be- the bus and I'm, I'm from a Catholic school, just in a small area. We, we don't engage with any other footy teams. I'd never engaged with any other footy players. I didn't know how big they are or anything like that. They got off the bus and it was all these Polynesian boys covered in tats. And I was like, couldn't believe how fucking big these guys are at year 12. Like 
it was a mind block. I still remember it vividly in my mind going, I will never be as big as these guys. Like, how are they so big and fit? Um, and it's almost becoming like a regular thing now. Like, these yeah. guys are coming out of school, six foot three, 112 kilos. It's wild. Well, that, yeah, like, I, I, I went to Waverley myself and there's, like, now it's sort of changed a little bit as far as your good young rugby league players, they used to go to Matto Sports. Yeah. They're now going to Waverley. Sorry, wasn't Waverley? What was yeah, it? I, I didn't think it was going to be Waverley. No, it was, um, oh, my God, it was a, it's a, a school in, in Brisbane. I'm going to find it now. So that Wavell, what? Wavell High. It was a footy school in Brisbane. Fletcher Holmes went to it. He was a, a young gun coming through back in the day. While, uh, while you look for it, just a correction here. Uh, Davey Morley actually played two games last year. Played what, sorry? Two, did he? He played two last year, not one. Just correcting. Cheers, Mark. <laughs> I was correcting myself because I said one. <laughs> yeah, Wavell State High. Wavell, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Wavell Heights. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that. So is that the same name? Different What's, school. Different school, but yeah, same different name. School, yeah, different yeah. Um, But yeah, they were footy school and they were, I couldn't believe it, man. I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't believe it. Um, okay, Tyrone Munro. Yeah, Munro's playing SG Ball. He's a winger at the moment. Um, he's just a guy that a lot of people hold in high regard. Um, <laughs> you know he kind of reminds me of? <laughs> just my How opinion, tall is he, Matty? <laughs> Hit us with it. Just yeah. my opinion, and we could be wrong. Yeah, he's, he's very good in the air. He's got that athletic sort of build. He's only playing 18s at the moment. He's roughly. I'm not saying it. You did. <laughs> um, but, yeah, very that that sort of type. Yeah, that mould. So just, he's, he's 18. Yeah, it'll be a while till you see him, but wouldn't surprise me if you do see him. So. Yeah, people forget how good his Rafael was. Criminally underrated. Honestly, the year that he left the Broncos, he was playing centre and he was the NRL top try scorer, but he didn't get any because he was going AFL. People just didn't want a bar of it. Yeah, they thought he had a quiet year. He was a freak. Can, can you get his stats up for his first two seasons? Did yeah? Didn't he break Billy Slater's record as well? He scored like I think his first two years, he scored forty-five tries. Holy moly. Like it was, and he was taking big hit-ups out of the... Like, he was a freak, man. Like their, their, their whole sets were just played to the left side of the field. Is his origin try one of the greatest catching tries ever in the history of origin? I think it's one of the greatest catching moments in sport. That was outrageous. It's like he had a stepladder underneath. It's him. like he had sticky... Like he had. Who, who was, it? was it? Was it David Williams or Steve Turner? It was even McDougal maybe or something? I don't know. So it's crazy. He only had four years in NRL. Yeah. 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 But yeah. He's uh, first year, 27 games, 21 tries. Next year, 25 games, 15 tries. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do about 36 tries in his first two years? First, first two years of first grade, 36 tries. How many tries he scored at the Broncos before he left? Uh, 37 in 39. <laughs> so he had no a one bet- even talks about No one Broncos even talks about days. it. So how many, so first four years of first grade, how many tries did he score in how many games? 91 games, 73 tries. At centre. This isn't, like some was at the sting at the start, but mo- like well, I played a lot of centre. Wow. So not, was that 93 tries? No, no 90, 91 games. Yeah. 73 tries. And so didn't Brett Morris score 150 tries and he's in the top? Yeah. He did in four So years. if he stays for 10 years in the NRL, he scores... I'll work it out. Maybe 250 tries, 300? No, nah, well, it, it, what, if he, if he scored 70 in four years? You mean if he, if he stays for another 10 years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we saw how his career played out. He was still throbbing 10 years later. Yeah. If he played for another 10 years, on average, 
On that average, he would have scored 255 tries. Wow. On that average. That's incredible. Holy shit. And to be honest with you, the Melbourne tries were heaps lower than I thought they were. Yeah. Well, he had a better rate of the Bron- Broncos. was what, 30 out of 36 games or something? 37 from 39. 37 tries from 39 games. Have you got his, his origin stats there? He surely he wouldn't have been far off. Seven from eight. Seven know. tries in eight games. Oh, fuck. Bro, that is wild. I, I actually almost thought it would be better than that, as crazy as that sounds. That is wild. That's but think about that rate. for so, so you add those seven origin games on to his other, like he's playing like 100 games and scoring nearly 80 tries. Yeah, that gets him to 80 tries. Holy shit. That's what I mean when I say when he left the AFL, no one made a big deal of it. The guy was scoring tries for fun. And I think it was like the first year they, they missed the finals or something as well, like, or like they didn't go as well. So it wasn't like they were a Broncos team just dominating sides. That's incredible. Holy shit. So you're basically what you're saying is Tyrone, Tyrone Munray is already as good as his rough He is the next Ken That's Irvine what you just as said. far as I'm concerned. <laughs> How many tries did Ken, Ken Irvine score? 212. So he would have given that a real shake. Yep. That's incredible, man. That's incredible. Well, AJ's going to give it a shake. What's he on, 130? 140? And he's only like 26 or something. He's young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's standing AJ's on, the- on 136. Yeah, how old is he? 26. He's 26. So let's say he plays for another seven years. He needs basically like 12 tries a season, 15 tries a season to be safe. Yeah, which is doable. It's going to be like with injuries and everything, throw that in. But considering South didn't want to sign him two years ago that for is, that whatever wild. reason that, that was. That was wild. Um, wow, that's impressive. Okay, now on to uh, a lot of people are bullish on this, and I'm bullish as well because I would make the argument that you that they have one of the best four or five juniors coming through that have kind of already played in a role, but mm. anyway. And that's where the vast majority of these names are. Before we start, Matty, can you get up 2019 Steelers SG ball for me? Wait till you hear this. This is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Amone is the first one there. 11 games, you all know him. He'll play 5-8. I believe he'll play 5-8 for them. Um, he's got superstar written all over him. Do we want to dive into the Bud Sullivan argument again? Yeah, this is a tough one. Again, he's another guy where I'm like, I want you playing 80 minutes of footy, leading a team around. Yeah. I, Whereas yeah, you want him tough. on that 14. I, I, want him in, I want him in first grade. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the Dragons are – yeah. It's two, two ways to look at it. Uh, have you got that side? So the grand final, uh, yeah. Tyrell Sloan was on the wing. Aaron Shroop was the centre. Fee Guy was the other centre. The other Fee Guy was the winger. Amone was the 5'8". And Bud Sullivan was the halfback. Holy shit. Insane. Talk about juniors. Then in 2020, the comp got cancelled after three weeks. 2021, they lost the grand final, but they still had, I think, three of those five guys. Holy shit. Unbelievable run for the Steelers there. Wow. That's some good juniors. That's 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 Penrith's level that's, of juniors. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And they uh, were just about all young in that team too because they, they came back and played the next year. So the only thing with the Sullivan, okay, so let's say – Let's look at the club. What's best for the club? When you've always got you've signed at Moses Zembai. Yep. You've, you can put him on fourteen, and he's going to do a job. Are you going to develop Sullivan? Do you think you're going to find more development from Sullivan, him playing fourteen, or leading a New South Wales Cup side around in the halves as you're basically a captain, pretty much? Like he wouldn't be a captain, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, can, can I throw a different hypothetical? 100%. Here? Two years' time, where is Bud Sullivan playing in this team? I'm starting to wonder if one of a Monet or Sullivan might have to miss. 
Well, two years time, you'd assume that Ben Hunt is moved on. And what, you're going to throw those two in the halves at age 20, 21? Well, like, okay, are they going to re-sign Hunt, do you think? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, probably for less money. So, yeah, he could end up anywhere, but... That's what I mean. I, I think that, like, maybe they're playing... I do know Hook loves uh, Benny. And so I, he should. And yeah. so he should. And I also do believe that Hunt had one of his better yeah. seasons. Obviously, not as good as Broncos time, but I thought last year he was fantastic. And his grit, determination, I thought giving him the captaincy was a masterstroke by Anthony Griffin. Mate, I don't think the way he played last year was that far off Broncos yeah. form. It was just injury that... that Kind of th- that stopped yeah. it here and there. But he is 30 years old, I think. And 31. 31. So two years' time, do you, do you feel he'd be willing to take a, like a massive pay cut? Like I'm, we're talking six, $700,000? Yeah, I, I don't know. The other thing is, I, I'm pr- you know better than me, I'm pretty sure he's really good mates with Andrew McCulloch. Mm, yeah, he's really close. So uh, I think McCulloch's 31, 32 now. So, mate, if he's not at the drag, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Ben Hunt's at the Dolphins. Wouldn't be a bad boy. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the nine for the Dolphins. Wouldn't shock me. I'd love that. I'd love him as nine. I know he he loves seven, but I love him as... Honestly, he could be one of the best nines in the comp. I'm saying it. Um, He is one of the best. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely wild. It's not even a hot take. So that's where I feel like, do you go Sullivan, New South Wales Cup, you're in the seven jersey, develop your game for two years, then you when Ben Hunt, if, if he... If Ben Hunt isn't playing good footy or do you know what I mean? Like let's say he's just solid mm. and he isn't willing to take a gigantic pay cut. You put Sullivan in with a Monet. They did come through together. Yeah. yeah it's cool. similar to the Cleary Luai yeah, situation. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I still feel like the Cleary Luai situation. I think it's easy to say. Yeah. Yeah. Very where they're sitting, situation. But it's, fuck, it's hard to do. Yeah. But you, you were, we're using the exception, exception yeah. to prove yeah. the rule. Like the Panthers aren't the first guys to go, Hey, we've got these guys that have played yeah. together. True. Um, but yeah, I, and I, I just want to see Bud Sullivan. I understand where you come from, and, and it's hard for me to argue with it. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, I want to see him in first grade too. Yeah, and also getting a fair crack at if Amon doesn't play well or Hunt doesn't play well, you get him in there. Yeah, yeah. That's a great position to yeah. be in. It's uh, an it's, unreal spot to be it's, in. As a club, if you want depth in one position, it's in the halves. Because holy shit, that. If Mbai wasn't at the club, would you want to play Sullivan at 14 or would you still want to play him in Reggie's? My, my only goal would be making Sullivan the best half he can be. Yeah, and okay. I believe yep. that 80 minutes of – I know, and I know that Sullivan wouldn't want to do that because yeah. you want to play first grade. You know? He's probably on match payments. You want to be in first grade and, and, you, and he would believe, rightly, rightly so, that at 14 he can make a difference. But if I'm looking at a club and development, like people – I think that a lot of people – don't appreciate how important it is to have a couple of years in, in New South Wales Cup, Queensland Cup, leading a team around. Because it's, I mean, go watch the, the Q Cup Grand Final. Like that's, it's not NRL quality, but it's still decent footy. It's not far off. It's not that, that far yeah. off. And so if you're Sullivan and you can go back there and prove, I can lead a team around and get to in the yeah. top four or whatever, it, it just, it'll give him a bunch of confidence. It'll, he'll, work on his size and his, all the things he needs to develop. Whereas, like, if he's playing 20 minutes here or there in first grade, where does he get his, his 80 minutes of footy? Just playing week in, week out. Like, not, let's say, imagine how much better a player is after 40 games of cup of 80 minutes compared to 40 games of 20, 10, 
in a position that's not his position. That's not his. Yeah. But I, in saying that, sometimes people are so talented, you just got to get him in the side. Yeah. And he is that guy. I don't disagree with anything you said, but I'm picking him at 14 for me. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Um, and maybe and maybe you go the flip side of like you put Moses Zembai in the New South Wales Cup and you put him at six and you say, lead this team around, put mm. pressure on our halves. You're the next guy up if, if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, Amon's got something special about him, doesn't he? Oh, he just looks different to me. Fucking I hell. Oh, I love Sullivan. But Amon's just something. He's, he's, he's got just, that time. He's, 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 he's not... That's he, a, he's got time yeah. always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really like Sloan too. I like mm. his body shape. I think that he's got a lot of growing to do. He's not too small. I know he's skinny right now, but he's not like a short winger that... Uh, sorry, short fullback that doesn't have much room to grow. I feel like physically he has not quite a bit to fill out. Wide shoulders, long body. He'd probably be about six foot, I'd say. Have um, you um have you ha- had him in here or anything? No, no, no. He is. I, I I saw him at the shops a few months ago. He is so skinny. Yeah. Like he's got so much more growth in him. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and he'd be about six foot, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. He's mate, he's, he's he's a he's a tall bit of timber, but yep. I I couldn't believe how skinny. Yeah. He was, like yeah. how I. Because on TV they look much bigger than yeah, they are. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what's funny is like. I remember this girl came over at the house. Like the first thing she said to me was like, this is when I was, and I didn't like, you know, we're all having drinks and just some girls came over to the house when I was like playing Broncos. First thing she said to me, she's like, oh, you're way smaller in real life. I was like, fucking hell. Rattled. Jesus, I'm doing my best as it is. And you just come in with that. Like I'm, I'm wigging just talking to chicks right now. I'm a, <laughs> a fucking 20 year old just battling. I'm a battler. And you come in and hit me with a fucking six. Oh wow, you're smaller than you look on TV. It's like, damn, man. Unless you're watching me. Can't win them all. Unless you're watching me, baby. <laughs> brushed her later that night. Just quietly. Just quietly. <laughs> she hit on me, brushed her. And she was hot too. I had a missus, so I was trying to be loyal. Um <laughs> Just quietly. Just quietly. Uh Grace, he's six one. He is 6'1", yep. so, okay, And cool. 84 kilo. See, that's what I, I love to see because you know that he can get up to 90 kilos. Do you reckon she ever got over it or what? I don't think she... I honestly I, I don't think, know if she's made a comeback. I don't like think that. she's she's even been in a relationship since. Yeah, no. Her nickname was Princess. That was her nickname. She was a naughty, naughty girl. Let's just put it that way. Very naughty. Um, <laughs> Clip that, Matty. <laughs> um... But it's funny how, like, I still remember her saying that. Like, that's how much it rattled me. Like, yeah, no, she, she's won. She, oh, I won you're disguising this as a W for you. Well, but. it was a W because I brushed her. I did brush her. Like, she hit on me and I was like, no, I'm not interested. But she did scar me for life. Whereas I don't, I don't think she's rolling around the world right now going, man, I can't believe the beak brush. You me. won the sprint. Actually, she you know what? Wait a second. Yes, she is. Because she's like, I can't believe that other ugly motherfucker... <laughs> Brush me. He's way beneath me, and he brushed me. She was, she was a good. She was a good sort too. Um, anyway, so one nil, one nil to the beak. Beak always gets the dub in the end, baby. Always in the end. You might win the battle, but you're not going to win the war. You're not going to win the war. Reach out, princess. <laughs> Reach out. Um, Sloan, Fagai twins. I think I, I love the way they move. Yeah. They move across the park. Their footwork. I don't. They didn't have as much impact because the other young guys coming through last year, but. Um, they, I think they're going to be. Good I think they will this year. year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you got to find a way to get them both in the side eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, mate. The young talent here is unreal. Those five names, including the twins, mm. 
could just be anything moving yeah. forward oh. for them. If you can if you can keep that together, and I I know that like Penrith is the exception, but I I do see mm. shades of it's Penrith. got potential to do it. I yeah, see yeah. shades of Penrith in that bunch yeah. of young fellas together. They all came through Jersey Flag and all of that. They won comps together. Yeah, you know, we're, and that's like that's what we were talking about with Cleary and yeah. Luai. I mean, it was the whole reason why Luai got picked over Burton was and because I think of that. Like Penrith. The South Coast is like that too. Mm. They love their area. They love where they've come from. Yeah. So, yeah. The last time there's Jaden Hunt. He's a guy that nominated. He played four games last year. Most I don't think most people would have noticed him. Very stock standard front rower, but uh, does get through a lot of work, can play big minutes, has done in New South Wales Cup. So one that uh, one that I think is worth uh, keeping an eye on, not in the Payne Haas category um, that yep. we've spoken about, <laughs> but just a consistent guy that you know what you're going to get every week. In saying that, that Dragons pack, they might have the best yep. depth for a forward pack in rugby league without having an out-and-out superstar. Um, so there are going to be a lot of guys he's going to have to get over to get into that side. But just one to keep an eye on moving Dragons, forward. I mean, for a, I tell you what, for a club that um, has really struggled over the last few years, for them to be in this position with young guns that are truly at the tippity-top of young guns coming through, it's almost a miracle. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, To think that they haven't lost those players, it's a miracle. Yeah, and to think that we're talking about them as potentially being a Penrith-like is unbelievable. Like, Fagai Twins, they were known coming up throughout the ranks as like absolute throbbers. I remember yep. people sending me clips like two years ago, you've got to check these guys out, their guns. Sullivan, same thing. Mono's been the same since you played Harold Matz too, like and people have... Like what did like the dragons? Their facilities aren't that great. The club has been struggling ever since they won the premiership. Yeah, have they made a final since then, or maybe one? They, were, they play. They played they play one the or two or games with Gareth Widdop. They played yeah. Canterbury one night and the Broncos. And the Broncos. So yeah. two final series in what ten years? Yeah, something like that. A re- roughly. And these young kids, as Matty just said, they, they won that comp in two thousand nineteen. It's twenty twenty two, and they've still got all those guys. Yeah, crazy. You'd think it's, another like. I, I think Shoop's the only one that's left. From that yep. group, which is pretty And he probably, impressive. the reason why he left is because he probably got a big offer from the doggies. Even if you kept him, you wouldn't have been able to probably use him. Yep. With the other guys that they've Mate, got. Mate, I tell so you what, if I'm excited about one bloke this year, it's Zach Lomax. Yeah. The gift. Fuck, he, he, because the Dragons struggled so much last year towards the end of the year, I know he was in and out of first grade, but Zach, go watch Zach Lomax highlights from last year. He was silky, man. He, and, and it was against teams that were the good, yeah. the good sides. It wasn't just like, yeah, he is something special, Zach. He's, he doesn't, yeah, he, he doesn't have Katoni Stag's highlights, but he just, he doesn't get it. He just, he just delivers every single week. And he has that, he's like the old fashioned center of that flick, like yeah. this, the, the shimmy, shimmy, like Gaznia. He's like Gaz, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like that shimmy flick. And it's just, everything is, is elite and silky. And if Brad Fittler is calling you the gift, it means something. It means something. Uh, he's big, he's rangy, he's strong. He's still only 21 years old. He's another guy I think may have played for Australia in cricket. Check, can you please check? Um, Lomax? Yeah. He, really? He, yeah, other sports. Can you please check? Uh, he was on my podcast and he was talking about how he, he maybe made state and he chose league over it or something. Yeah, right. Uh, but he is a freak of nature when it comes to athletic ability. When they kept playing at fullback, I was like, no, he's too, he's too big for fullback. His frame's too big. You, you're making him get through too much work. I know that you could say, well, Latrell's way bigger, but there's, sometimes there's just frames that suit it yeah. and frames that don't. He suits center to a T. And, and I would argue if he gets even bigger, you could probably put him in the back row because he's a big yeah. boy. 
Um, keep him at centre though, because he's just like I feel like there was a period there where the, the days of the specialist centre kind of got a bit muddied because we it was such a slow game of rugby league. The spaces weren't there for them. Yeah. Or I feel like he is truly a specialist centre, like a specialist specialist. Where you go there, Matt? Can't find much on. Can't uh, so Zach Lomax cricket. cricket or anything. No. Can't see anything. To I'm pretty sure. It. I'm honestly. I'm pretty sure. He's going to be an interesting one as far as like representative football oh, goes. Just where he, where he fits in though. Because like, the sting like, maybe. Yeah. But, but look at this. Yeah. Fucking good wingers getting around, man. Daniel Tupu. And I, like I, I personally, I uh, think that by the end of the season, if a centre goes down, Katoni's going to be next man up. Yep. You would probably have this guy just and saying that. Freddie is like quite loyal. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, and Katoni. Although has exploded onto the scene, he hasn't been in the squad yet. Mm. You know? Yeah. Whereas I think Zach has, and I know obviously Campbell Graham has. Like yeah. I think like That's Freddie's fair. like a guy that You're Stephen Crichton too though. And Crichton. Didn't he come in at nineteenth man last yep. year? So I, I don't know, like I think that Stags will really have to explode to get that position. Whereas I feel like Freddie's a very like this is the culture. You got selected last year at eighteenth man, you get the next crack. Uh, I, I could be wrong. Lomax was there. Lomax was there in the 2020 COVID Origin yeah, right. series. See, that's crazy. And that's so was Crichton. And so was Crichton. So was Crichton as well. Yeah. Wow. And was, Campbell fuck. Graham pulled out of that with injury too. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Look at like New New South Wales. They sh- they should really win the next couple of series. With you look at their talent. Now, I, obviously Queensland, we're yeah. battlers. I know State of Origin well enough to yeah. know that. But but something. put it this way. What would you feel if Queensland had that talent? I'd be right now? shitting myself. Yeah, we'd be in serious trouble. We're, but I do believe New South Wales is in a different era because Freddie has made this. Like mm. people don't realise that Freddie has been dealing with the Origin system for maybe a decade, Maddie. Yeah, since about 2012. Yeah, he always I think. had the pathways, didn't he? So he, he was he, a part of the pathways when Laurie got the job in 2012-13. Freddie also went for the job. He got knocked back. So there he was like, all right, I want to develop the pathways for the future. So he went down and everything we're seeing now, Freddie was a part of that yep. grassroots. And that's where I feel like the difference is between, you know, New South Wales of yesteryear and this year of, I don't think you have the same, you know, obviously you got ahead of yourselves just two years ago, but I, I think that was more a blip on the radar. That was Wayne Bennett magic. That was Munster magic. Uh, I think that yous are in good stead. I really do believe New South Wales in good stead. It doesn't mean that I think yous are definitely going to win the next few series, but I just think you're in a better position than you were, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. At the same time, though, does it shock anyone if Munster plays really well again sometime? Oh, no, no way. Like, like, I'm uh, back in Queensland I, to get the, the W. Yeah, sure. New South Wales should win the next few series, but I'm so far from confident that they will because I just know what Queensland is like. Yeah. I, I'm more I'm, – I guess I'm trying to magnify – the incredible depth that has been created yes. yeah, in that yeah. New South Wales squad. Um, whereas you look at the Queensland depth right now, don't get me wrong, we've got guys like Sam Walker, Reese Walsh coming through, and we've got some good... But the depth that New South Wales have right now, especially you know in that back line, it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. But I, what I love right now about Origin, though, is like Origin is truly back. Yeah. That, that eight, eight in a row was great for us, and I'll always you know, be absolutely so grateful that those, those boys did that. But there was a period there. It was like, man, Origin's fucking like we're just going to get pounded. Like we'll get ahead and then Queensland will win. Whereas now it's like anything can happen. Anything can happen. I'm glad you enjoyed the Aitnera. Yeah, it was good. 
Was it like 13 out of 11 or something like that? That's, 11 well, that's out, what people forget. It was tw- I think it was 11 out of 12. You and won. The, and the only one that we lost, Cooper Cronk, got injured. Shocked me. Yeah, the, the third game, Cooper Cronk goes down. We get injured. Uh, sorry, no, second game, he, he goes down. Yeah, first, you no, were leading game, 6-0 when he went down. You didn't, that was in game one. Yeah. Game one, and then sorry. Yeah. Game three, he came back and we, we won. Towed us up. Uh, I went through my whole high school and didn't see New South Wales win. See, that's wild. And as I said, like... Broader picture, as a non-Queenslander, that's not good for the game. Mm. Um, you know, how many New South Wales kids just checked out because they're like, fuck this. And you man. know the other thing, like, out of those 11 series from 12-year-1, you only won, I think it was one series, 3-0. Yeah, So they were close. actually pretty close. Absolutely. But you don't, it doesn't but remember you don't that even, way. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't even. Crazy. I think that's a lot, that's really good for fuel for the fire for New South Wales, though, is like, look how disrespected we get with that eight in a row. Like, no one even talks about the fact that it was relatively close to each series. So unless you win, it means nothing. Yeah. Um, now, on to the Roosters. Billy Smith, uh, we've kind of already spoken about him, but he's, he's good. Uh, yeah, it's tough for the Roosters because you've seen so many of these guys. So many of them got injured last year, so there's so many of their young guys you've already seen and... Most of the guys should have only played two games, but they've played 10 now all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Billy Smith, he's only played five games due to injury. There's a lot of depth in that back line, though. I love Billy, but I think he might need a couple of things to fall his way to find his way into yeah. that team now. Uh, Egan Butcher, he's now played 15 games. If Lindsay Collins wasn't injured last year, I think Egan Butcher would have two games. Yep. But I, I think he's going to be a star. I think he'll be a... You know who I like? Ronald Volkman. Now, Volkman was in the same team that I watched with Davey Mowali mm. at Waverley. Um, he's an absolute freak. Yeah. He's been doing this shit for years. He reminds me a lot of a young Milford. I was going to say the exact same thing. Quick. Yeah. Gonna say the exact, and he's like a, a running six, but has a bit of ball playing if he needs it. Yeah. Um, Good defender. He, yep. um, he got to play in a trial last year against the Tigers. And he absolutely tore them to pieces. Yeah. Took an intercept at one point, chip over the top tries. He, he can do it all, Volkman. So he's one to keep an eye on. He, he's in his last year of jersey flag this season. Yep. Um, but they have got a heap of depth in the halves, obviously. But he's one to keep an He'd eye on. He'd be a great 14, I reckon. Yeah, he would be a good 14. But Today's got, game. Got a pretty fucking handy 14 in Watson. That's the problem. That, that's going to be Volkman's problem. I don't know if he's going to find a spot in this squad, regardless of how talented so how, he is. How old is he? He's 18 now? Uh, he'd be 19 or 20. Can you deal with I think he'd be 19, 20. Do you wait? I mean, well, Kiri's, what, 28 now? You can't really wait him out. I mean, you could. Roosters are really good at that, at letting like young fellas be patient. And then you go Sam Walker-Ronald. Big wait. Big fucking wait. <laughs> That's a long wait. But, I mean, the Roosters system is be so 25 good. 25 debuting. It'll Ooh. be tough. Yeah, that will be tough. Especially the coin that will be being chucked at him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I saw Volkman's highlights two years ago, and I was impressed. Yep. He's fucking good, really good. Uh, Vite Karawaluvu, Walavu. Yeah. Now this guy, um, I I've seen him play twice. He played Jersey Flag last year for the Roosters. Um, he looks like Vunavalu with upside. Wow. He is. Beast. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we might have some highlights for him. Yeah. He is... We, want to, we, want to, we were going to watch the highlights, but I would have made the podcast. It's already fucking too long. Yeah, yeah fair. We would have made the podcast too long. Go and type his name into um, into Google and have a look. I'll put, some, a, I'll put a link in the yeah, YouTube. Yeah, put a link because it's worth having a look at. He's incredible. Yeah, actually, 
Great idea. Link to all of them in the description? Yeah. As in all the ones we can find? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so Go check on. the description on YouTube um, for, for all the ones we could find of who we've spoken about uh, and check them out. Watch this one first. Uh, I saw him play a game at Waverley Oval last year, playing for the Roosters against the Sharks. The Chooks halfback kicked for touch, right? Yeah. Wind blew it back in. He caught it on the full. So he chased hard enough to yeah. be able to catch it on the full and score. Attacking, not defending. Attacking. His own halfback kick for touch. He chased it. The wind blew it back in and he caught it on the full and scored. Wow. Wow. I've never seen... And it, it didn't look like a set play because the halfback saw it floating back in and went, fuck. And then he just went bang and caught it and scored. Oh, um, I saw him play at Mascot Over last year against Canterbury and you'll see all these on the highlights. He was just terrorising them coming out of their own end. Like... Yeah. Vunavalu meets Wendell Saylor. Semi Ride Raja? Yeah, Semi Ride Raja is probably an even better example. Yeah, he's wow. one. To, very raw. I don't know how much rugby league he's played growing up and whatnot, what his story is, but natural ability wise. Uh, he, he, he looks like Vunavalu to me in that he could do something that you're just like, yeah. you don't do that on a rugby league yeah, field yeah, sort absolutely. of thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on. Perfect body for our game. Uh, Warriors. Now, uh, bullish on this guy as well. I really like what I saw. Uh, Rocco Berry. I think he was with... Um, sorry, his son of All Black. Yeah, Marty Berry is his old man, former All Black. He played eight games last year. He played a lot with the Dolphins, Redcliffe Dolphins, Queensland Cup last year. Center or fullback? Um, I don't know. He, he could be a guy. He could be a long-term fullback if Reese Walsh does Okay, make a move. Um, center, he's been playing and... I don't think you've seen anywhere near his best in first grade yet. Okay. You can see the little flashes, but I think he's got so much more to offer. I know the Warriors were very, very excited to get him away from Rugby Union. Okay. They, I, I don't think they thought they could do it. When yeah, okay. they got him, they were very happy. So, yeah, Rocco Berry, he's definitely one to keep an eye on, and, and he, he legitimately could be the next fullback if Reese Walsh. He's a big, pretty big fullback. He's a pretty big – like, not he's, massive, but he's – Big-ish. He's going to fill out too, yeah. I think. Yeah he's, yeah, he's he's special. He's got something to, I don't know. You know those guys you just... Yeah. He I'm just sure moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he the way he's well. balanced. And yep. He's just got something. Uh, Billy Army uh, Bailey. I'm really high on this kid. This is one. Matt will put the highlights in the description. bottom description. Watch him. He played two games last year. He looked a little bit out of sorts. He's very green. Uh, played eight games a cup last year for the Dolphins. Six tries. 30 tackle breaks, five line breaks, averaged 100 metres at centre. Wow. 30 tackle breaks. Jeez. Six tries at centre at well. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, this kid's got huge. I think they got him from rugby sevens. Yep. Huge potential. Okay. He's another one that I wouldn't rule out of rookie of the year contention. Wow. Wow. Uh, now, next guy who could be anything, really. Could be anything. Aaron Penne, only 10 games. Obviously, part of the storm system. Big boy, big boy. If he can take that same attitude to the Warriors, I think we could see a breakout year. For sure. I'm confident he breaks out this year. Spent a few years under uh, Big Nelson at the Melbourne Storm. They're very good mates. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for Penne. I'm not sure if he's in the round one team, but I promise you he's in round 10 to round 25. See, with his upside, I'm getting him on the bench. Yeah. I'm getting him on the bench. He's been at the Storm. He brings so much grit. Like I, I just put him on the bench. A lot of forwards there, though. I just, I just think that he has so yeah. much upside. Yeah, no, I agree. There, there, there's a lot of insane that Tohu Harris will be out. 
early with his ACL. Yep. So there, there will be spots there. I, I, yeah. If so he's you not go there, Lodge, Fenor Blake starting. Yep. Uh, Aitken. Aitken on one edge. Yep. And then Curran on the other. Yeah, or at 13. Yep, or at 13. Or, or you go Apparently, Curran. Ellie Katoa's had a good preseason as well. Okay, well, so you go Curran at 13, Katoa at 12. Yeah. Then you go bench is Jazz Tavaga, 14. Then you go Aaron Penne. Well, yeah, Bert, you, you might have Cody Benny. Nicarima. So you might even use Jazz as a, as a forward off your bench. Yep. Too, okay, maybe. so let's say, say Nicarima. Then yeah. you go Ben Murdoch, Masella. Bunty. Bunty for I, I, I would be. That's who I'd be challenging, like Penne, Bunte, Bunty, and uh, Murdoch Masella. Someone so, else went missing. From if, if you can just have a look at the Warriors squad, but yeah. But as in, like those three guys yeah. is who I would be like. They're fighting for a spot on that bench. Yeah, and there's a couple of other really handy um, back rowers that have been there the last few years that will compete for spots. Like Jack uh, Jack Murchie's one as well. Jack Murchie's one. Um, you said Eli Katoa. He, he's there. Murdoch Masella. Yeah. Is Siren still Bailey there? Siren yeah, Siren's been handy. So there's there's options I just, there. I like his size though. Like yeah, so do prop. I. Yeah. Tell me, let, let's let's take out edge back rowers. What other front rowers do you have that you'd put on that bench? You got Murdoch Masella. Yeah, Bunty. Bunty and him, pretty much. Yeah. I just, I, I put him on there, man. I mean, again, it depends how he trials. Like, if Bunty comes on and kills it like he did for a period there, you know, and Benny does as well, but I don't know. I, there's something about him that I really like. I just really like. I just, I, I, with all due respect to him, Nathan Brown's team selections always worry me. Yeah. Yeah. He picks 22 players on Tuesday, and by fucking Saturday afternoon. Yeah. It, it's just completely different. It's always carnage. That's one. Thing I, I wonder with Warriors players if they get a little bit fed up with current or all their movement constantly. How do you see Brown staying at the club next year? How do you, do you think he's under pressure? Because I think it's, his spot doesn't get talked about much of being under pressure. I, I, well, I, I think he's not under pressure because of all the shit they've been through. Mm. It's like fuck. Like it would have been hard to do much better than what he has done. But I, I think after a year of being back in New Zealand, when there's no more excuses. Not that there's been excuses, but. Well, there's no more reasons for yes, why they no, are playing yeah, football. There's no more extraordinary reasons why yeah. their job was tougher than other people. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think Nathan Brown's one of those guys. He's always going to be under pressure, though. Yeah, okay. Realistically. Okay. He does seem like a guy that's good at building rosters. He's great at building a roster, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, and and I, I guess I, I feel like the Warriors were hoping that he would uh, continue to develop as a coach. And he probably has. Like, I, I just think it's, as you said, very hard to judge with everything they're going through. Like, they could have been an absolute basket case and they yeah. haven't. And they've actually managed to recruit. You know, how much is that Brown or whatever? I mean, at the end of the day, they've managed to recruit and Brown's the coach, so players want to go there. To think that Roger Tuovasashek just left and it's not a train wreck. Yeah. Credit to him. Yep, absolutely. Totally agree. And like, yes, Reese Walsh came in and did well, but like, he didn't have a preseason to get Reese Walsh used to everyone. It was yeah. just mid-season. Boom. Let's go. Let's work yeah. it out. See what happens. Yeah, um, that's fair. So, yeah. Really interesting. Interesting. He doesn't – Nathan Brown doesn't get talked about that much, eh? No, not much at all because he's in the at the Warriors, which normally the Warriors coaches. I, I honestly just think he's sort of got a bit of a hall pass because of – How bad it's been for them. How, and he's managed how to bad keep the situation again. is, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it, it was also his first year last year as well. It might yeah, be different. Actually, yeah. It might be different than this year. Oh, because Peyton was the Peyton year before. Yeah. So it was a pretty good year then. I mean, I know they all didn't make finals. All things considered. Yeah, all things considered. I mean, oh, what was their win-loss record, though? Nine losses, uh, nine wins, 11 losses? 
And they, that Tigers get was it the Tigers get, they won or they lost it? They, they needed to win to get in the finals and they lost it? Or was it the Tigers that lost it? I can't it? remember which way it went, but lost. Tigers lost it. In and an the Warriors turned up. Oh, yeah. And the Warriors, like, turned up and played yeah. fucking amazing. But then they also had that game where the Dragons were... Poor old Norm, he couldn't have hit the side of a bus with a, with oh, a kick yeah. and it took you... Like, he eventually got it, but it yeah. was just like you were just watching him going, yeah. come on, come on, come the Warriors, on. Warriors, they won eight, lost 16, but they won a fair amount at the back. And remember, they won three in a row at the end of the year, so they finished okay. It's tough, man. Yeah. 8-16. That's a tough start. What was the... Can you check the year before, Yeah, but please? I've got people telling eight. me a 10 and 14 is a great record because you play finals footy. Yeah, the year I mean. before was 8 and 12, obviously shortened season. Yeah. Okay, so... About the same issue. The, what stands out to me with the Warriors, and yes, you can you can look at the win loss, and that's fine. They've just got more resiliency than what they've ever had. Oh yeah, for sure. And they have absolutely recruited fantastically. Yeah. And home games matter. Yeah. Oh, for Especially sure. Especially when you're New Zealand, to be able to drag them over there. It, it, totally. Totally. Yeah. Big year for Brown. It's. I just think it's really interesting that he doesn't get talked about that much, but he is a big kind of name in in rugby league, and yeah. and he also kind of hasn't really been given credit for how he's managed to navigate. Imagine, like, this is the first year as head coach and this is what you've got to deal with. You've got to... Imagine the amount of players that he'd had to, like, deal with them being homesick. He did deal with that. He had to... He some guys went home. Yeah. Um, I also think there's been enough train wrecks underneath Nathan Brown that have got a lot of the headlines. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, fair effort. Fair effort. And, and again... Building roster. You could argue he's one of the best roster builders in the game. Oh, I think he, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he did at Newcastle. No, I, I agree. I agree. Getting Kalen Ponga down there, the way he the did. The Saifidi boys. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of guys that he brought through there for that sure. are doing very well. Absolutely. For, for sure. Um, so credit to, to Brownie for getting the... Um, and, and the Warriors roster right now is like yeah. you're almost squeezing people out on the bench. Well, th- this last guy on our list, um, Pride Patterson Rabati. Uh, he's 25 years old. He played at the Dolphins last year. Uh, he, he's, he's a little bit older, obviously. He's, he's sort of been a bit of a journeyman, but he's a guy with ability too. He's, he's sort of in the same Aaron Penne mould. Okay. So pro- just just one to keep an eye on in trials, how he goes. I don't think he'll be on the side, but one to keep an eye on because he can play. Yeah, sure. And sure. I love guys that are, as you said, 25 years old. And still having a crack. the hard way. Yeah, go. Yep. Uh, Tigers. We've got Jock Madden. Now... Didn't someone from the Tigers just sign with... Oh, that was a back, sorry. That was just back. Uh, Jock Madden, uh, thoughts? Yeah, he's only played three games. Uh, I, I've always liked Jock Madden. Uh, he's not afraid to roll his sleeves up. Um, good defensive player. I've obviously got a lot of halves there between Dewey, Jacko and Luke Brooks. Uh, I'm not sure where Jock Madden fits in, but uh, I think he's a guy that is worth keeping in their system. If something happens to one of those guys and they get injured, if yeah. before Dewey comes back, Hastings or Luke Brooks goes down... I think Jock can come in and do a good job. He was solid in his three games without being outstanding. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard to be outstanding in that system, mm. realistically, though. But, yeah, can play seven or six. I think he could play at nine, too, and be handy for you. So, one to keep an eye on. Um, the next guy's interesting. Just sign with Manly. Report, yeah, is that official? Oh, I don't know if it's official. I think it was Zorba that said it, so that's normally... <laughs> Grain of salt stuff. Yeah. So, but... Yeah, he, he looks very handy to me. Obviously, a guy, you know... I, I actually didn't realise he played this many games of football. Five? Oh, I know it's not a heap, but yeah. I, I... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, reportedly going to Manly, so... And when Leilua leaves, 
you know, Bloor's now going to be coming back from an ACL. This guy would have been handy to have yeah, if he does sure. go to Manly. That's I wonder whether their uh, last-ditch last effort to keep him. Might be now. Mm. Yeah. Um, the next one's Henry O'Kane. He hasn't played first grade yet. He's from Joey um, Rugby Union School in Sydney, the Rugby Union School in Sydney. Uh, sort of played flanker second row in that. Right, but when he's playing league, he runs a really good line. Okay, he actually re- reminds me of Luke Garner a little bit. Oh yeah, Tigers yeah. are actually very similar, and mm. I, I know Luke Garner isn't an absolute superstar, but he's solid. So is this guy. He doesn't. He's not an, an intimidating big sort of forward, but he runs a good line. He's solid. So, couple there at the Tigers to uh, keep an eye on. Boom. That is uh, all Rookie Watch done and dusted for this off-season, this glorious off-season. Uh, make sure to follow The Guru on at Rugby League Guru Instagram, Facebook as well, and subscribe to The Guru, who has just been rocking it up the charts. The podcast charts have absolutely rocketed up them. Uh, so make sure to subscribe to The Guru podcast. It is good stuff. You got any announcements, Guru? Karina? Footy's back this weekend. Mate, how good. Let's fucking go. Whew. Also, grab a case of bloke in a bar. The beer of sport. Look, we just spoke for two and a half hours probably. How long has it been, Matty? 2.38. Two and a half hours. Tell me another beer that's doing that. My throat's sore. My throat's sore. I've got to go to a meeting after this, another two-hour meeting. That's what I do for you people. I do this and then I go and run a company. That's how much I love you and I love footy. So grab a case of bloke in a bar. It's beautiful. It's crisp. It's easy drinking. And I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you. <laughs>